The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Ladies and gentlemen, what the fuck? Hannibal Barres is here, ladies and gentlemen. What's up? I, I like uh, I like meeting a dude who I, I, I only know you by your comedy. Yeah. I actually bought your comedy. I listened to it on the way home from Irvine and laughed my ass off. And then meeting you and just within minutes, we're talking on the air. Yeah. I like that. That's, That's the best cool, way man. to do it. Yeah, That's the best man. way to do it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for doing it, man. I'm excited uh, that you have products and stuff. <laughs> That's good to branch out, dude. Well, it's all shit that I'm interested in. Yeah. I just try to get in. I try to keep myself interested. I think right. that the, I, I feel different when I get excited about something. Yeah. Like a new exercise or a new hobby I'm trying or yeah. anything. I get excited when I'm in a new. So I try to spread that. Yeah, as much as I can. Cause I try to think. I've been. I want to get into other aspects of business, and that's cool that you done stuff that that you're interested in. Cause I like comedy. I talk about this in my. Well, I like comedy, but I understand that it's fleeting. So if everything in comedy went away from you, you got supplements and shit. Yeah, but I don't think comedy's fleeting. You really think? So? I think it's like I think one it's, of the least fleeting things we're not ever. Fleeting, but I'm just saying it needs uh, maintenance. The, it needs maintenance. But the thing is, in a business, like I'm talking about, where you know stuff might be going well, but then uh, you're not working as much anymore. I got a theory about that, man. What's that? I think that shit's in the past. Really? Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. I think guys would go away because they wouldn't get gigs anymore. They wouldn't get television shows. They wouldn't get all these things. Yeah. But now everybody promotes themselves. They all, everybody yeah. has a Twitter account. Everybody has a website. Everybody, right. when you get fans now, they know where they can find you. Yeah. It used to be, if you weren't on television, wait, where did he go? Where's right. this guy? Where'd he go? Yeah. He vanished. You can't just go to his Facebook page and read a blog that he wrote today that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. You know, you can't go and watch a YouTube YouTube clip that he made when he was fucking around in his backyard with his dog. Yeah. That's hilarious. All that shit is new. Oh. You know? I don't confident. I'm totally 100% <laughs> confident. That's confident. I don't think you're going anywhere, Hannibal Barres, but the top, son. It's, thank you. You're and talented. Then, and then you've inspired me to get my tiny bottles of lotion for hotels business going because <laughs> that's what i'm passionate about i'm t- passionate about tiny bottles of lotion and that seems like a stable business people use it i want to get in that yeah people do use it you know, someone's got to be selling them that shit yeah it's a good point and I you could get into maybe that. have some better smelling stuff better smelling stuff uh, and maybe some jokes on the lotion that's a good Snapple idea. Snapple style with that's lotion, though? That's a good though? idea. Man. Not too funny, though. You don't want to do jerking off with your lotion and cracking up. No, nah, yeah, not that type lose, of stuff. Lose but, your uh, rhythm. Yeah, you don't want to use... <laughs> you In the middle of it, you're laughing. You don't miss, lose your stroke. Yeah, but, when a dude loses his stroke, when you go limp while jerking off, man, those are tough times. Like getting it up again while you're jerking off. Well, that's just struggles. that's a lot of work. You just got, but that's just if you focused. <laughs> if you really, if you're really about making it to your goal, then you just power through. That's really what it is. It yeah. seems frivolous, but it's really just an exercise in, in achieving your goals. Yeah, fall down nine times. Get up nine times. Why do they say? <laughs> they say get up ten. It they say get up ten. Like, what the fuck are you because talking they're about? Because idiots. Because people who fall down a lot get brain damage. You fall down a lot, you hurt your head. You can't just fall down nine times. You're going to no. get fucked up, man. Yeah. Little kids fall down and they hurt themselves. Yeah. Well, you're a grown man. You're going to fall down nine times. You're not going to break something? Why are you falling? So what's up with your balance? <laughs> Are you getting tackled or are you just straight up falling? You got a bum knee, son? You got your ankle weak? You got a weak foot? Yeah, people. 
I get it together. Fall down nine times, get up ten. What are you saying? Yeah. How does that even work? It doesn't. I don't know. I guess get up in the morning. You count that they one. Count, they're counting getting up <laughs> in the morning. That's what they're counting. Well, you can't count that because you got to count lying down in yeah, bed then, too. That's falling down. Yeah. They, you gave up, bitch. You went to sleep. Yeah, man. So basically what I'm saying is, is fuck that old Dwayne Wade commercial. <laughs> I've been, that's why I came here, Joe Rogan. Thank you. I'm glad you're here, man. <laughs> to promote Nature Box and say fuck that stupid commercial. Yeah, congrats to Nature Box. <laughs> that's congrats to them because this is this is pretty new company, right? Or is it? Yeah, I think so. Like, I, don't, I don't honestly don't know too much about them other than their stuff tastes good. But yeah, I mean, I know it's cheesy and you know old, you know philosophical quote shit. But this was an idea, and it's now it's good and it's here. Yeah. Yeah. I like when anybody comes up with anything that's a good idea. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting to see new companies sprout out because of the internet, too. Like, there's businesses now. You could have never had it. Like, today, if you ever want an excuse to start your own business, today's the fuck it. Like, here's this company, Vehement Knives. They make, <laughs> they make homemade knives. They sent me, they made me a knife. It's yeah. It's a beautiful handcrafted knife. Like, they sent me a video of how they made it. Right. It's like, it's beautiful handcrafted artisanship, you know? I mean, I didn't really need a knife, but it's cool as fuck that somebody would do that. And yeah. it's cool as fuck that these guys who are listening to the podcast, they're podcast listeners, they came up with an idea for a company and they started doing it. And now it's their, that's their job. That's yeah. their business. They don't have to work for anybody. That's awesome. Making your own shit. Making, making, making knives. knives or whatever. Making old record players. Who knows what the fuck you want to make? What are you going to do with that knife? That knife? Just like. Sit, it's going to sit around my house and look cool. Sit around the house, yeah. Yeah. It's like a trophy wife you never fucked. You know, one of those. <laughs> Just sit around, look sporty. No, I'll take it somewhere. Maybe I'll take it hunting. If things go horribly wrong. I might need it. Yeah, you know, you get attacked by something out in the wild. You got to defend yourself. Yeah, I have plans. I have strategies in my head. Like what I would do if a mountain lion jumped me and was fucking me up. I have like an idea in my head of how I'd fight it with a knife. Really? Like yeah, as far I, as where you hit it at, where you hit it with the knife yeah. first, which you get it in the face and the gut. You got to give the animal something to bite onto. That's very uh, important. You got to put something in front of the animal so that it bites that before it bites yeah. you. So it bites the first thing it can get instinctively. Yeah. That's when you stab it in the neck. Wow. That's what I'm saying. That's a great strategy. I think that's the only strategy. You got to be willing to yeah. sacrifice one of your arms, though. Your arm's yeah. going to get mauled. My shit. strategy because I'm uh, I can I'm pretty logical, but at times I'm irrational and delusional. <laughs> so I think that I could knock out a mountain lion with a two hit combo. A two hit like, combo. Like a lot of mountain lion. I hit him with the right, hit him with the left, and I'm stepping back. Dude, you got <laughs> mad confidence in your punching power. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you I can don't even knock plant out my even feet. a house cat. You ever try to knock out a house cat? <laughs> a house cat can take a fucking tremendous punch. Really? It's very rare they go out. How do you know that? Well, I never punched a cat, well. but I did watch a cat jump from a tree. And then got just... stuck in a tree. I mean, this fucking cat must have fallen like 30 feet, hit the ground, bam, and started running. I mean, it was unbelievable. I thought the cat was dead for sure. I was yeah. watching the cat fall. It just started running. Yeah, that it is hit pretty... the ground. It, it's a video. It's a video of it on YouTube. I saw it online. The cat hits the ground and fucking takes off at a full clip. Wow. Doesn't go. Whoa, hold up. What the fuck just happened? The cat fell thirty feet, which is approximately like what would that be for a person? I don't a know. Six foot tall person falling thirty feet. It'd be That's crazy. That's terrible compared to a cat. Cat is four inches high. And yeah, it fell that far and it was fine. That's crazy because I can't even walk right away if I have like a huge <laughs> fart. <laughs> I still kind of got to, I can't, I got to, it's I a little bit, mean. yeah. You get shaky. You get shaky, your no body gets taken legs. over. Yeah. <laughs> so good for that cat. 
for just being. Well, I think they have like really flexible bones, don't they? Cats, cats like they, uh, you know, they're built different than us. Yeah, they they can they can definitely take impacts we can't. Right. My point is, I don't think the left right's gonna work. I don't think it would. You might have to get the tie clinch prob- with the knees. Yeah, I don't. I don't know those those tiger. techniques. <laughs> yeah, here's the cat. Watch this fucking cat. This cat falls out of this fucking tree, man. You're like, that cat's dead, right? Oh. Okay, first of all, I said 30 feet. That shit's way higher than 30 feet. I said 80 feet. Look at that. Boom, and then see ya, and the cat runs off. Wow. 80 feet. The cat fell 80 feet. Okay, that's just a different thing. They're just way different than us. Look at that. cat's fine. Meow. Nah, that cat is broken up, but it's in shock. <laughs> you might be right. You might be right. I mean, look at that shit, though, man. Oof. Did it fall on his... It's like it fell out its back. Yeah, that's That's shocked. a shitty that's cat. That cat is broken up. That's a shitty cat. I thought cats always fell on their fucking that cat, legs. That cat had human like self-consciousness where, you know how we fall. Like, I'm cool. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that cat was doing. That cat is not fine. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Did you notice it hit the branches on the way down? I bet it got I, knocked the fuck out. Yeah, I bet yeah. that's what happened. I bet it got dazed. Yeah. It probably cracked hit one of those branches and then... Maybe that that's what helped it survive. Maybe getting KO'd by the branch. Like, watch this. Whap! Oh, man. Did it hit a branch? Yeah, it did. Yeah. I wonder what part hit the branch. And then it ran under the car? Yeah, what bolted. If, okay, that's good. Bank. Yeah, yeah. See it? Bam. Yeah, it definitely hit that tree. At least it looks like it in that perspective. Poor cat. Anyway, he's fine. A mountain lion's like that, but bigger. In yeah. fact, they say that like house cats and mountain lions are very similar in their amount of uh, power. You know, like what they can generate per yeah. pound of body weight, which is pretty fucking crazy. When you think that a mountain lion is out there running around, like a fifty-pound mountain lion would fucking kill you easy. Then, yeah, that would be a bummer way to die. Do you go in the woods and hunt and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been doing that recently. But when you go in the woods hunting, you're armed. Yeah. You know, you're not worried nearly as much as if you're hiking. You go in California or where you go? No. I have, well, I've been pig hunting in California. I went wild pig hunting. Did once. But I've been uh, Wisconsin and Montana are the two places. And Montana's been the only place I camped out outside. And do you have a hunting crew or is it other comics or is you got... Uh... I went with Brian Callen. Yeah? Yeah. I went with him twice. We didn't go pig hunting together. I went that with another guy. I went with this... There's a guy um, named Steve Ranella. And uh, he's got this TV show called Meat Eater, and he's a hunter. And he, yeah. He took us hunting, and I got hooked on it. Really? Dude, it's fascinating shit. Do you eat the stuff you hunted? Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to only eat that. That's what I'm trying to do. it's fresh and unprocessed? Yeah. I mean, it's it's 100% organic. It's, Except you, for the lead. Yeah, you don't have to keep showing that pig. <laughs> That's the pig I murdered. That's a photo of the pig. Murdered it. You can't say murder because it's not a person. You're supposed to say harvest. Harvest? harvest makes it sound better. That's what they like. It's, really? You're killing an animal. Harvest, but you're killing an animal you know, every you, time you eat a ham sandwich. You harvest tomatoes. Yeah, well, they think of it as crops. Not as crops, but as, you know, something you're you're getting out of the earth. You know, okay. You're harvesting an animal from the earth, bringing yeah. it home and eating it. I'm trying to only eat that at home. You know, I just think there's a lot of bad karma attached to factory farming. Yeah. I just think I like meat. I don't want to give up the idea of eating meat, but... Yeah, when you watch those PETA videos, and people could say all they want about that's you know a, a fraction of those you know of those animals 
get treated like yeah. that. Most animals get treated ethically and humanely. Yeah. I do. I have a friend who has a farm and he raises uh, grass-fed beef. He raises these beef for slaughter. They have a full pasture they graze in, and they, you know, they're out there eating grass. No hormones. No, no antibiotics. No nothing. Mm-hmm. Those cats are those. They're scared as fuck. Like if you go anywhere near those cows, those yeah. cows freak out. You Cause know they, why? Because they know we're killers and we're gonna eat them eventually. And they're trapped in this cage. Yeah. Like the idea that it's way better. Yeah, right. it's better. It's definitely better. Most of the time, it's better. But yeah. it's still a freak out. They're still yeah. trapped. Well, that's the lot in life they took. You know, of given they were given that lot in life. That's a sucky lot in life. It is. But so you, so you just don't, cause hunting is just. Doing the same thing, but on a on a more base level, just on a smaller level. In a way, yeah. You're just doing it. I mean, you're cutting out the middleman, and you're cutting out... You're cutting out the middleman, and the animal's living completely wild. There's like a concept behind hunting um, that certain type of people do. It's called fair chase. Yeah. And what that means is that you're not dealing with an, a fenced-in environment, that you're only hunting in an animal that's truly wild, a right. wild animal that can go wherever it wants. So in order to harvest this animal you have to figure out how to get close enough to it you got to stalk it you gotta you know you gotta understand where the wind's blowing like there's a lot of factors involved and when Mm -hmm. you take that animal most likely that animal would not have even known you existed until it died like out of nowhere it just dies right and it's the most ethical way but that animal's still scared as fuck if it sees a person yeah the reason being because there's people like me that'll shoot it right no, I see that. Where it's not been, you know, just chilling out, waiting to, and it's seen it. It hasn't just seen its friends be slaughtered and hung up. Yeah, it's not trapped. Yeah, you know, it's a wild animal. You're going out and getting a wild animal, but it's also a wild animal that's most of the time they're aware of people and then they don't want to be anywhere near us. Yeah, the re- the real tripper is when you can go and you can see a wild animal that probably never saw a fucking human being, like go up to the Yukon or some shit. Yeah. And then they freak out, or they... They don't even know what the fuck you are. Like, caribou? Caribou will just look at you like, what the fuck is this? Sometimes antelopes will come towards people, because they don't know what the fuck they are. Yeah. They're like, what the fuck are you? i never <laughs> seen one of you before. And then, booyah! Point blank. Yeah. Well, not that close. You they they don't back. get that close, but they will look at you. But yeah. sometimes antelopes have encountered people, and sometimes caribou have encountered people. And once they've encountered people, they get way touchier. Yeah. Do you have a catchphrase when you hunt? Like when, you, <laughs> when you hit one? I, sh- I need one. Let's, Booyah! Let's, Booyah, is that it? Blam, blam, we eating ham. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You need a catchphrase. That's the perfect one for pig hunting. Man. <laughs> that is the perfect one. I'm actually uh, I'm in the process of brining a ham right now that I'm going to smoke. I bought a, a smoker. Brining means soak it in and... It's soaked in salt and brown sugar. Okay. And um, it's been uh, soaking in this, this brine for like five days. Wow. And I'm going gonna, um, I'm gonna to smoke it tomorrow. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome, man. This new thing I'm into. That's great, dude. It's I, fun. I eat almost exclusively delivery, so we lead opposite <laughs> lives. Totally opposite lives. Well, I love delivery. Don't get me wrong. Delivery is like one of the greatest things ever. That you could sit in your house and someone could bring you delicious food. Yeah, 
But yeah, we're at the opposite spectrums of Eden, where I am not only as a middleman, but there's somebody, there's a lot of the steps where somebody's bringing it to me. To your house. You're to my house. To the restaurant. I'm using an app to do it. I'm using Seamless Web to do it. And that's going to the restaurant. The restaurant's getting the food from somewhere. Then they're making the food and bringing it to me. through. A, and you're actually going and shooting pigs in the face. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to shoot them in the face. I know that. But, but you, well, you do, but you don't want to miss them. You know, if you right. could just shoot them in the head, that'd be ideal. Yeah. You know. The face is the head. Yeah, you're right. What you mean, side of the head? No, you really want to go for the heart and the lungs. You go for the body. That's yeah. how you uh, That's how you usually stop them. Because you can miss the head and graze their nose and blow their face off. That happens sometimes. Yeah. Like deer get their face blown off. Someone tries for a headshot and they miss. Yeah. And then the animal's still running around with half a face. Well, I was just trying to be funny, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I just failed. <laughs> My part failed. <laughs> do you think you could ever do it? You, could, you ever I, thought about going hunting? I uh, I think I could. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I'm not a patient person. I'm very. Uh, I need stuff to happen right away. Right. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. I actually only time I've ever. It was in Mississippi when I was a kid. Uh, my aunt stayed in the country. I mean, like, I sold in Mississippi. It was a small town, so it's very country. So they, there were wild hogs around there, and I was, I had a shotgun, and I was able to, to shoot one shot off at a, at a pig, and I missed. So that was my only, that was my only experience with uh, hunting. I fished once and caught a fish, and that was pretty cool. But yeah, I, maybe I could do it. it. It would be a different experience just to. Uh, be in that just that type of life and, and just knowing that you know it's, it's people that do that a lot just seeing that that type of the world like i uh for my pilot for comedy central i worked on a goat farm actually uh Whoa. where they milk the goats uh they you know they they sell goat milk and everything there and uh they got the billy goats and then it was it was real it was really different just being in that in that uh in that environment where this is these people this is what they do for a living and they just live off goats they you know milk, wow. yeah they milk goats they got goat cheese they got goat lip balm and it, this crazy thing you know so that was that was real cool so i am interested in that world i don't know if i could i could probably visit it <laughs> <laughs> you're urbanized yeah i'm urbanized to the core i think maybe older you know maybe when i get older i would you know try some different stuff and, and do it for an extended amount of time but right now i'm, I'm pretty comfortable yeah so, no yeah. look the cities are definitely an awesome invention yeah what a great idea to cut all that nonsense out yeah but the thing the thing i found about it is that that nonsense or the hunting and fishing too they're fun yeah they're, they're fun on some weird visceral level it's funny, yeah. yeah. You probably, yeah. It feel it probably feels good to go through that where you kill the animal, you do you the skin it. and cook, and you you make it. Yeah, and just to you did it all. It has to feel yeah, real fulfilling and and you know that's I mean that's what we used to do as as humans. So, do you think you'd be interested in going hunting on a TV show? Would you be interested in doing it? Probably. Yeah, I'd go I think on a I TV think that's show. a great idea for a show. I think that's the next show. I mean, like Steve Rinella, this guy uh, from the host of Media, and I've been trying to think of a show. Yeah, I think the show is taking comedians hunting. <laughs> I think that's uh, look. That's something that it's a very controversial thing, too. You know, really. I mean, I don't find it. Con- I think if you're a mediator, you can't really find it. If you're mediator. Controversial, but, but you talking about for vegetarians. Vegetarians have an issue with it, but really dummies. It's yeah. very controversial with dummies. 
you know, dummies love to knee jerk on that. Like, oh, you want to shoot an animal? Is yeah. that what you want to do? You want to kill animals? You a badass? Yeah. If you're really a badass. Why don't you use a knife? <laughs> like they'll say something. Why don't you use your bare hands? Yeah, because right. you'd fucking lose. <laughs> oh, bitch! What team are you on? It's people. Are, people are interested in that. You know what's funny? It was people like the not a vegetarian debate, but my my girlfriend is is vegetarian, but uh, and kosher, but eats fish. Huh. But and I try to say that's not true vegetarian if at you all. Just, it's eat salmon and then only certain types of fish though, like only wild fish? only kosher fish, only kosher fish. Oh, she's yeah. crazy. You got to get away from her. <laughs> no, she's she's, she's good. That's voodoo. Kosher is voodoo. <laughs> Do you know who that is? It's voodoo. I try to say like that's old rules. Like it's why, so dumb. why don't they update it? Well, you know, they use that um, as, like, in certain slaughterhouses. They have to have a rabbi come, and they yeah. have to use a knife. Like, in the slaughterhouse, we, we filmed Fear Factor in a slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time in my life that I, I recognized very clearly that places contain memories. They contain something, some feeling of some shit that went down there. Yeah. Because the moment I walked into that slaughterhouse, like the moment, like as you get closer to it, where you park your car, you get out of your car, start walking towards the door, you feel heavy. Yeah. You feel it. You could feel it. You feel weird shit in that place. You're walking around. It might be psychological, but it might also be that place is still buzzing with a million fucking slaughtered cows freakouts. Because it feels like it. It feels like a spot where if you came around that yeah. spot, if you were like in the old school Game of Thrones days and you came over a hill and you went, stop, why, do we, yeah. why does this place feel fucking shitty? What yeah. is going, what's, what happened here? Well, like, Joe, that feeling also could have been, man, I'm about to make strangers eat bugs. <laughs> <laughs> there was no eating bugs. It was a simple task. Uh, they had to dunk their head <laughs> in vats of blood and pull out cow hearts with their teeth. But you felt the vibe of that place? I'm, I'm probably full of shit. I know I was high as fuck. <laughs> so um, I might have just been tricking myself into thinking. A lot of people get mad sometimes at what I say. You know, you fucking, that doesn't even make any sense. Shit, doesn't even make sense to me. All right, yeah. relax. Yeah, people get upset about uh, opinions. <clears throat> it's easy to, you have to kind of, people, is you got to take yourself out of yourself sometimes. Remember like, oh yeah, that's yeah. just a person saying stuff. Like, you also got to be able to poke holes in your own theories yeah. you have to like right there like i'm telling you i felt this weird crazy thing but the re- the reality is i was highly highly lit up on marijuana i mean i was lit up <laughs> you used to shoot that show high i would t- do every episode high as fuck so high sometimes that i forget how to talk right i could never I it was mean, the only I- way i could do it and enjoy it yeah it was so preposterous after like eight or nine episodes i was like wow this is the most re-. and i was like god damn it this show is gonna it's gonna stay on tv <laughs> you know on one hand i definitely wanted it to stay on tv because i you know the, it was great great job a lot of nice people i worked with the money was great nbc was great but on the other hand i'm like oh my god how can i keep this doing this yeah i don't know if i can keep doing this so it was like a a beautiful job but a job, yeah. but a job that I could do high. Right. Then it became fun. Once you know, I could do it high. That that's funny because I don't, I never smoke weed before TV appearances, anything on TV. But people think I'm high on TV all the time. Well, if you got tested, you would be high. I I think that what you're talking about is like intoxicated or affected. There's two different things. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? No. I'm always affected by weed. Always. Yeah. Like, basically medicated by weed. But I'm not always high. 
Right. But I'm affected. You I'm mean aff- because you might have smoked a couple days ago or something exactly. like that? Even a day ago. But this, Two I'm, days ago. I'm talking like when I, because there was a period where I really didn't even smoke weed for a few years. And even then, people would say, are you high on stage? <laughs> are you high right now? Like, are you, must be well, so you high. have a stoner style of comedy in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I mean, it's, it's a... It's, it sounds like a negative, but it's a positive. You're yeah. a thinking comedian. You you're a really funny writer. Like you take like like really hilarious, absurd turns in yeah. your comedy. It's it's fun to listen to. Yeah. So like when you hear that, you go, oh, this guy's high as fuck. He's coming right. up with this shot. I fuck. guess I get annoyed because I'm like, if you if I was high, do you know how bad this would be? <laughs> <laughs> if I was high, like, what's up with all these lights? <laughs> Who's that? What are you looking at me for? Why is he staring at me? Why is that guy with the camera staring at me? <laughs> <laughs> or you'd get used to it, and it yeah, would probably be like everything else. Yeah, I guess so. The first time I ever got high on stage, I it was like skiing downhill when you don't know how to stop. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, I mean, I made it to the bottom. I didn't crash. It was like one of my f- best sets ever. But I kn- I didn't do it again for like ten years. I was terrified. Yeah, I was terrified. I just got high with some friends and never quite sobered up. And then I'm like, shit, I gotta go do comedy. And I went on stage just. Accidentally high. Yeah, it was great, but I was terrified. I've done it slightly high recently. I can, but I can't be blitzed. I can't be blazed. If I'm blazed, <laughs> if I'm too blazed, I just gotta leave. If it's a public place, a bunch of people. If I'm too blazed, I'm all right. See y'all later. I'm going home to my, to my times, safe place. <laughs> there's definitely times when you can fuck up. You just get. I, I went his. There was a, um, a professional jiu-jitsu tournament that I went to mm. that a friend of mine was competing in, and we went to watch him and support him. And um, after the, the jiu-jitsu tournament, we went backstage, and um, we, were, uh, we were all on these pot edibles that this friend had given us, and they were pills. And my friend said, only take one, don't take two. I listened to him. I took one. My friend Eddie took two. Yeah. Eddie Bravo took two, and I was talking to this dude. And I was just way too high to yeah. be talking to anybody. And the dude that I was talking to is just a straight killer. And he's a weird killer. Yeah. He's a guy who had a reputation. like He got in a street fight and actually killed a guy with a triangle. Oh. And they had to revive the guy. He held on to the triangle. They got an altercation on the side of a highway. Yeah. He got out. I think he his friend fought the guy first. Oh. And then he fought the guy. I don't know the whole so story. So it was but- one of those regular fight where the guy was a regular, was one person was mm-hmm. trying to square up like a regular person, and the other person was like, "I fight for a living." Exactly. I, I never. I, yeah, get to I don't want to say the like dude's that. name because he wound up actually going to jail for rape. Um, he he raped some chick allegedly. I mean, I don't know what happened, but he got arrested <laughs> for raping all of some, now all of your fans. <laughs> well, I mean, this Google. I don't I don't know what happened. MMA. But I rapist. do know that the guy he actually had to like skip town. He uh, oh. he he took off, and then they caught him because he was doing jujitsu. He couldn't <laughs> stop doing jujitsu. He loved jujitsu so much that he was he went to a gym and. He was strangling motherfuckers, and people couldn't believe how good he was. And there's a certain level where, like, when you get to, like, a brown belt level or a black belt level, if some, some guy can manhandle you, you're like, who is this guy? Like, right. this, is, this is something crazy. Like, what, have you competed before? Like, who are you? Like, why are you so good? Mm-hmm. This guy was just that good. He was yeah. just strangling all these people, so it arose a bunch of suspicion. So they checked out his <laughs> name, and they're like, wow, that's that dude wanted for rape. Oh, man. So I'm there... Super high as fuck before the rape charge. Super high as fuck talking to this guy. And I'm like, man, something is wrong with this motherfucker. I'm like p- picking up a vibration. 
a vibration in his soul. He's yeah. willing to go to dark places if you fuck with him. Yeah. Like, this is the wrong dude to fuck with. And then a couple months later, he's uh, running from the police doing jujitsu as a nom de pleur. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, he's, crazy. I love it so much. I he couldn't help do it. it. It's like once you get really good at it, it becomes like a video game. But, like, imagine if you could play a video game in real life where you actually get to do all the killing. And, and the you, other guys really don't even have a good shot at killing you. Yeah. Like, yeah, go ahead, try. Try to choke me. You know, that's how good this guy was. This guy yeah. was so, he was world class. So he would just, he couldn't resist. He wanted to go there and just strangle a bunch of men. You know? <laughs> I don't know what it was. I mean, somebody might have fucked with him when he was young and he never forgot it. And he, you know... That's that happens to a lot of guys. They, yeah. they they have like childhood abuse. Somebody kicks their ass when they're a kid, right? And they just become this fucking savage because of that. They, yeah, they develop that defensive mechanism. You know, I enjoy fighting, but I when I watch it, like I, if fighting comes on, uh, you enjoy it, watching it. I enjoy watching it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I enjoy watching fighting, uh, MMA or boxing, but just because it's fascinating. Like yo, these dudes attack each other for a living. Oof. Like that's all they do. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's, a it's hard crazy. Hard way to make a like, living. Like watching dudes. Like I'm a punch. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Like, the, like this is my dream. This is what I want to do. I want to fight people, and I'm willing to take the chance that I might get knocked out in front of thousands of people and millions watching at home. I don't often recommend people get high before sporting events, but if there's a sporting event, you should definitely get high at least once and yeah. be there live. It's a UFC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I my my friends do it all the time. You know, especially in places like California where it's legal. Yeah. They're not really interested in breaking any laws. Right. Colorado where it's legal. Washington State where it's legal. Washington State, last time we went up there, you could smell weed all throughout the place. Really? We walked out. Oh, stunk in weed. The, in the state? Yeah. Vancouver, too. You go up to you go. We had a, there's a UFC in Vancouver. The whole place smells like weed. People just yeah. light up. They just keep it low and light up right in the stands. Fuck it. Yeah, man. Just to, I mean... Watching probably watching somebody get knocked out high would be crazy to me live. Yeah, choked out live's crazy, but it's also watching how goddamn good they are. You know, when you're super tuned in, you yeah. know, for people who don't get high, the idea behind it is like, well, yeah, if there's something you should get drunk and go do, it's go get drunk and watch the Super Bowl. Duh, yeah. you know, that's a stupid thing to say. But when I'm saying get high and watch mixed martial arts, you don't have to watch. UFC, watch some kickboxing. Mm -hmm. When you watch like anything like high level athletics where two dudes have a lot at stake, which is what it is, yeah. you're so tuned in to what they're doing. You're so you, the whole thing is like electrifying. Right. Before I used to work for the UFC, I never I never do the UFC high ever. But before I used to work for the UFC, I used to love to get barbecued and watch the fights. Yeah. It was awesome. It's so it, the whole thing is such a such a wild experience. Like primal experience, you know? Yeah. And when you're baked, you just Tune into it. Ooh. Yeah, it's just a... Man, I couldn't imagine getting just... Well, I've seen some of the highlights of fights where it's just crazy. Like, a guy is getting his ass whooped, and all of a sudden, he's whooping other guys. Like, but getting destroyed. Like, yeah. not like the guy got a couple punches in. Like, this dude is bloody. He was just getting destroyed. Like, oh, he's about to lose. And then all of a sudden... He has this dude in a fucking rear naked choke or something, and the dude is tapping out. Like, how did that happen? How was he able to take 15 punches to the face? It happens all the time, and too. And still win the fight. There's certain dudes that can just take it. Yeah. That's one of the things that you learn when you watch MMA. Yeah. All that all men are created equal bullshit, yeah. that's a dirty, stinky lie that will <laughs> fuck you over if you believe it. All men are not created equal. No. Not even a little bit. 
There's some dudes that can do shit you can't do. Yeah. All right, you can't move like Anderson Silva. Period. Right. right. If you're some dude who thinks that all men are created equal, <laughs> and you get in there with Anderson Silva, that fucking guy moves like a he moves like he's in another dimension. Yeah. Most guys can't handle that. Okay, but I understand the exercise. You exercise your body, your legs, back, arms, right, abs, chest. You can work that. Mm-hmm. But how do you make your face strong? <laughs> it's a lot of it's genetics. It's genetics. Like how can you just take punches in the face? Well, I and can't not pass out. I can't. I mean, I can. I can. You know, I've been hit in the face many times, but I know I don't like it, and, and, I, and I know <laughs> no, I don't I'm think not the best like, at it. I don't like it. Maybe there's a few people that do like it, but I don't like it. There's either. some dudes who get fired up by it, but yeah. there's some guys that take a shot way better. You know, I don't have an extraordinary ability to take a shot, but I don't have a I don't have a weak chin either. Some guys, it's really weird. Like, um, it could be past trauma. It could be that they've been hit in the head too many times. Mm-hmm. But some guys just can't take a shot at all. Yeah. They just, it's weird. They just, they get hit, like, half decent, and they, they get wobbly. Yeah. Whereas, like, some dudes, like, Pacific Islanders, like Samoans. Yeah. God damn, those dudes are known for being able to take a shot. Like, yeah. David Tua. You ever see David Tua fight? No. He's a heavyweight boxer, fought, like... He had, like, like crazy potential. He lost to Lennox Lewis when Lennox Lewis was on the top. But David Tua was crushing people. He knocked out John Ruiz. Pull up David Tua versus John Ruiz. This was uh, when they were both contenders before Ruiz won the title. And David Tua knocked him out in one round. David too was terrifying because he could hit like a train and his head was like fire hydrant sized. Yeah. And he could just bang, he just take him in the face. There he is. Which is scary, right? Oh, oh my yeah, God. I remember this dude. And you see there, Olympic bronze medalist in 92. I mean, he was a serious, serious athlete. So it wasn't just that he could take a great punch, he was also an elite boxer. I mean, David Tua in his prime. He's one of the guys that gets looked past. Like, on any given night, David Tua might have been able to beat everyone in the world. Wow. It's just putting together those nights over and over and over again. Look at this. Boom! Ruiz is hurt. Look at this oh, motherfucker. Oh, Come on, son. How good was so David fast. Tua? Uh, Terrifying! That's, that's, the mo- that's most embarrassing when you half of you is like outside of the ring. Mm-hmm. That's worse than... It's just something more demoralizing about that and your wife is there and shit yeah dude he got fucked up kids are crying the world was denied david tua versus mike tyson it's a denial like the world lost something because those two never fought you know i mean god damn david tua was good lennox fought tyson but tyson was already you know look at his he's out cold but Tyson was uh, already, you know, past his prime, so, and he had chemical problems then. He was doing coke, apparently. So do you think when, like, say, like, David Tua was probably heavily favored for that fight, right? I don't know who was favored, because John Ruiz is a stud, man. John okay. Ruiz is, uh, you know, he he won the title. He beat some really high-level guys. Like, John John Ruiz is a real good boxer. Okay. But David Tua just caught him. But I just mean, like, say a fight like with Tua is against somebody, and Tua is highly favored, but this other guy has his team there, you know, that everybody's hyped. Like, you got to get him. But do you think there's people in that team like, man, he's about to get his ass with Of course. <laughs> you got to get rid of those people, man. There's people on your team that will say that to you, man. Don't fight that dude. You go, what the fuck, man? You can't say that shit. You do need to hear that, though. You know, you do need to hear that. Yeah. You got, you, I would want that. You need it. 
I mean, but it also is a it's a job too. Where it's like, well, he probably gonna whip my ass, but more I could just do. There's certain dudes like when di- like here's a perfect example when Vinny Pazienza fought Roy Jones Jr. Someone should have pulled Vinny aside and went, "Listen, dude, don't fight this guy. Yeah, like this is not the guy for you. Not right now. Did not, he beat the first round or something? He, he he was the only guy ever. Vinny Pazienza was to never score a single punch in a round ever. Roy Jones hit him at will, and he literally couldn't hit Roy Jones. It was when Roy Jones was in the yeah, Matrix. And was dancing and Roy rapping. Jones, yeah, Roy Jones <laughs> went through like a series of, of, of years where everybody was like, oh, he's got, no, he's got no competition. You know, it's too bad there's not another really good fighter. It's not there's not a really good fighter. Yeah. It's just he's so fucking good yeah. that he makes everybody else look like they don't belong in there with him. Yeah. Obviously. Guys who in any other era were bad motherfuckers. Right. Dude, this is Roy Jones when he was he was the best ever. In my opinion, he was the most impressive fighter ever for a period of yeah. you know now, he a was few nasty. years. Do you remember uh his rap song? Yeah. Y- Y'all must have forgot. This is when he when he uh finished Pazienza at the end of the fight. God damn he was good. Or is this the first round? First round. This is the first round. This was when Roy Jones Jr. was he was literally perfect. He had reflexes that no one could fuck with, completely unorthodox style, very rarely used a jab, used leaping left hooks as much as he used a jab, and was just so fucking fast, man. Yeah. You just couldn't catch up with that rhythm. His rhythm was so fast, it was just it would fuck with guys because they'd get in there and you got a certain expectation of how long it's going to take for a guy hits you. Right. So like if you're here and he's here, maybe something could come here. Maybe where with Roy Jones, it was ding 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 ding. Yeah. You'd be like, oh shit, I can't get away from those. <laughs> I don't even know when those are coming. Yeah. I saw. Uh, I went to Mayweather Canelo. Oh, that was a masterful work. Yeah. Masterful. I, n- I never seen Mayweather live. And I knew he was great, obviously, but when you see him live, you see how fast he is. Like, so much faster. And uh, Canelo was only 21 or something. Mayweather yeah. was 37. Yeah. And he was way faster than him and just dodged everything. Like, he anticipated every move. It was crazy to see how fast and just skilled he was. You know what it also is? It's not just fast. He's really good. Yeah. He's really good technically. And by that, what I mean is... That for folks who just watch like a guy box, mm-hmm. you're seeing a guy move around, you go, oh, well, this guy's trying to hit this guy and that yeah. guy's trying to avoid it. But there's a language going on, just like when you're speaking in a conversation, yeah. just like when two people are speaking. Like if you and I were talking and we're having a good conversation, it's because I'm recognizing what you're saying and yeah. you're recognizing what I'm saying and right. we're combining our thoughts together. We're laughing and having some fun. There's like a flow to it. But you could have a conversation with some other person who just gets real aggressive with you yeah. and inti- you don't want to talk because you're intimidated or you, you start stuttering in your words yeah. because you know this you think this guy's gonna bark at you or you're you're worried that you're saying something wrong because they're being very judgmental towards you. And so then the conversation takes on a completely different flow. Yeah. 
Well, that's what fighting is. Right. Fighting is like that. It's like there's like there's like movements and there's movements that get you to react. And then there's recognizing your movements and your patterns and mm. playing off of them, interrupting those patterns. Just like when someone's argumentative and they interrupt you in mid conversation to refute the first couple things you say and it throws you off. You can't keep, fi- you keep, you try to finish your thought, but yeah. it's, it's not the same thought as it was because the yeah. guy blocked you. Right. That's like a guy gets hit, but he still tries to punch the guy when the guy's out of range, yeah. knowing the guy's out of range. <laughs> <laughs> but just to let him know. It's really essentially the same thing. Yeah. So what Mayweather is in his, his mastery is like a masterful physical conversationalist. Yeah. He knows how to control the action. Yeah. And that's, that's a weird thing. It's like a, there's a voodoo to that. Yeah. When a guy's at his best, like a Roy Jones in his prime or a Mayweather right now, there's a voodoo to the way they move. Right. You think Mayweather, he'll, he, won't, he won't get beat before he retires, do you think? He, I worry about him beating himself. Yeah. I worry about him doing something crazy. Like, you heard what happened with uh, those guys that were working for him? Some yeah. jewelry went up missing. He yeah. had these guys allegedly. Allegedly. They got the, sh- the <laughs> shit beat out of them. But now it's all see- it's all seems to go away. No charges have been filed, which is the right way to handle it. Just, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Apparently the guys weren't the people who stole the jewelry. But look, what I'm hearing, you know, 18th hand stories. I don't know what the fuck really happened. Yeah. But, Let's pretend all, nothing ever happened. It was, it was a total a misunderstanding. It's a Let's, legend. What I worry is that something like that would happen mm. and that he would wind up going to jail again. You know, I mean, I just think the guy, if you're a boxing fan, I think he's one of the best ever. Yeah. I think he's, he's like a, a, as far as like an athlete, I mm. think Mayweather's like a national hero. Yeah. I mean, not a national hero, like a national treasure. You know, it's like you should really pay attention to this because this is very rare that a guy is this much better than everybody around him. Yeah. Nobody can touch him. He's standing in front of a murderous puncher in Canelo Alvarez, and Canelo's all frustrated and flustered. Yeah. He, just, he just can't hit the dude. It's just funny. I always hear people say, Mayweather's arrogant. Yeah, yeah he's arrogant. He punches people in the face for a living, <laughs> and he's never lost it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and he's not punching regular people in the face. He's punching other people in the face that also punch people in the face for a living. <laughs> yes, he's arrogant. And he's done it over and over and over for millions of dollars, and that's all he does. You can't be <laughs> not arrogant and be that good. You can not display it. Yeah. You can do better at hiding it. But that's tough. But with him, the thing is about hiding it wouldn't be necessarily beneficial financially. Yeah, if like, it's better to create that persona. People want to see him lose. Yeah. Like, I think 20, 30% of the people that buy a Mayweather ticket are trying to see him lose. I would say more. 50? It, de- it depends on Probably who, 50. who he's fighting. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah that's true. I but mean, I mean, like, no matter who of, he's fighting. There's was a lot of Mexican flags in the, in, the, in the stadium when I was there. That's true. <laughs> but I think there's some people that pay to see him lose to anybody, whether it's Canelo Alvarez, yeah. whether it's Filipinos, okay. whether yeah, it's Manny Pacquiao. No matter what, yeah. Anybody. They just want to see this motherfucker lose. Ricky Hatton, here we go. <laughs> they were so disappointed. The English people thought, this is the guy. He's yeah. going to fucking come over here and beat Floyd Mayweather. He's, Couldn't even touch that dude. Hasn't he had a downward spiral since then, Hatton? Hatton did, yeah. yeah. He got knocked out by uh, Pacquiao really bad after uh-huh. Mayweather knocked him out. Mayweather knocked him out, but Mayweather, like, he hit him with a left hook. He, but he, out, he just yeah. outboxed him masterfully See. and then caught him on the chin and wobbled him and then finished him off. But Manny Pacquiao slept him. Yeah. He, he caught him after that fight, so it was two bad knockouts. And then, you know, he took a lot yeah. of time off and started hitting the white. Yeah, Ricky had need to get in the supplements business. <laughs> he needs to diversify. <laughs> well, he came back. He got a, had a Coke problem for a while, got crazy, you know, 
did a lot of partying, you know, got depressed, and then got right back into it and got back in shape and had a fight and lost the fight. But uh, I think he decided after that he just couldn't perform at the same level anymore and he was going to retire. Yeah. But you've got to realize, for him, if you're listening, Ricky, you can't expect your body to bounce completely back with one fight after you did coke for five years. <laughs> you know? I mean, I don't know what they told you coke does, but uh, you need to give yourself some recovery time. Yeah. You know, coke set in. There's, I know people who did coke in the 70s. They have, like, serious neuromuscular problems. Oh, shit. Yeah, people like a lot of old people that did a lot of coke like way back when they developed like all sorts of like weird nervous problems, weird 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 issues with controlling their bodies, you know, like there's a d- direct connection that a lot of people have with uh, with Richard Pryor went through when he was older with yeah. all the coke that he did when he was younger. Yeah, so don't do that much coke. <laughs> <laughs> coke in moderation Sound everybody. Advice. Coke in light moderation if you have to. If that, don't do it at all. I also think it's real. It's a real problem with coke being illegal. So you don't know what the fuck you're getting. You uh, get yeah. coke mixed with some speed. Yeah. Coke, well, you know the government can't get go that far <laughs> and legalize coke. Do you don't think so? Do, what about decriminalizing it? Do you think that that's probable? That's possible. That still would make it. It still would be. I think it would still have the same problems, right? But what it, I mean, how much how much to... worse? I've never done coke. How much worse is coke than alcohol? When you see someone who's really fucked up, drunk, violent. I've right. seen people that are dudes who become totally rapey when they yeah. get drunk, just grabbing girls outside of clubs. Come yeah. here, bitch. I've I've seen people get crazy. Come on, girl, yeah. what the fuck? You're too good for me. You I know? think it's a tough comparison just because of how people take them. You know what I mean? Like people you might have eight shots of liquor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for the most part, people not just, I mean, there's some people definitely that's on the extreme side, but you're not going to keep on just like, hitting right. coke. Uh, that is a problem, right? Is that once you feed that monkey, you want to keep feeding it. Yeah. That's the difference, right? You just, you can also get kind of crazy, apparently, when you've been doing coke all night. Like, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You, know, you like just the- have energy and you just feel smarter than you are. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's how you are when you're drunk, too, right? You're drunk, you're half-retarded, and you, you, you think you're fine. Yeah, but you don't slur as much on coke. Right, you but, slur. You, but you talk more. Talk more, yeah. That is one of the like... most brutal things ever. Yeah. Talking to a drunk person when you're sober or talking to a cokehead when you're sober? Which would you rather? Uh, talk, I would rather talk to like, probably to a cokehead because they probably at least have some ideas and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and even if, they are, even if the ideas aren't that great, I would be in my sober mind, so I'd be able to tweak it to my advantage. Yeah, yeah. Or, or like, oh, okay. You know, or like counter and like actually kind of guide the conversation a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, you know Mike Young? Do you know Mike Young, the comedian? I know who that is. I he don't know. A, yeah. He had a great joke about uh, cokeheads that they always want to start businesses with you. <laughs> 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 it's so true, man. People will come up to you with like grand plans. Yeah, dude. I mean, I uh, I have ADD, uh, but I don't have an Adderall prescription. But I get it sometimes. I get Adderall sometimes. When I take an Adderall at the beginning of the day, man, I just crush life, dude. I book, I book all my flights for the next month and a half. <laughs> just get shit done, I just right? Get shit done. I write. I make lists. I handle stuff in my apartment and just. Uh, just handle the stuff on Adderall. I'm legit ADD, I think. Though. Do you think that, um, okay, when when someone says I'm a legit ADD, 
Yeah. Um, I, I, I believe you, and I'm not questioning you. Yeah. But isn't you're, you're talking about the effects of a stimulant, though. Right. I mean, when, when people do stimulants, that's what happens. Yeah, but I think, because I don't get to the point where I'm like, Ugh! like, because some people take Adderall and they'll go, they'll be really hype. But for me, you wouldn't be able to tell that I'm, Right, that I'm pumped up. You know what I mean. Like, but you have much more energy. But I have much more energy and just focus, and I just handle stuff. Whereas I normally, you know, I'll get on the internet and just I go, you know, on, on my computer with plants and just end up dicking around on Twitter or looking at. I'll get caught up in a YouTube wormhole. You know what I mean? Right, just YouTube wormhole. <laughs> I get those. Oh man, it's a waste. Have you ever tried modafinil? Do you know what that is? I don't is? know what that is. Is that your other supplement? No, no, no. That's a that's a pharmaceutical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, it's a smart drug. There's Nuvigil and Provigil. Provigil was uh, the original one, I think, and Nuvigil yeah. is the newer version. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I've only t- tried Nuvigil, but apparently the, the effects are very similar. Yeah, it's this uh, weird smart drug. Right, and what it does is it just gives you energy. Like yeah. when you're exhausted, like say if you um. Like last night, I got a decent amount of sleep. I have six hours. I have kids, so yeah. six hours is pretty good. Right. You know, so I feel pretty good. But if you get three hours and you're like, "Fuck, I got to do a bunch of shit today," yeah. you can take one of these Nuvigils, and it's not like coffee. Right. It's not like that weird. When I when I'm like uh, really tired, but I drink coffee, mm. I get that buzzy but dull thing. Yeah, like I'm kind of stupid, but I'm moving around normal. Mm-hmm. This is not like that. This is like it alleviates the sleepiness. Right. Gone. It's all gone, all gone, and now you have uh, energy, and it's, it's amazing. Yeah, that, yeah, I need stuff like that because I got you know stand up and working on shows and press stuff. A lot I of energy. Yeah, need especially for press. Like if I had to do morning press on the road, man, just to got just to get through those interviews and just to be be on point, I have to have something. <laughs> well, folks don't realize, and we, you know, like, what are you fucking complaining about? Wait, he, you got to be there at like 6 in the morning, and you work till like 10 o'clock at night on a most, you know, yeah. most nights even later. Yeah. It's not even, a, it's just a thing where just to be on point, it, it's not, a, and, and I, I try not to complain about it just because it's, it's part of the job, and I'd rather do it than work construction any day but sometimes mentally it's tough to do a, a morning interview but if i have so if i have if, you know take out a row before then i'm i'm snappy i got jokes <laughs> i got anecdotes and then i can kind of i know sometimes now i've learned how to you gotta take an interview over sometimes or right. go on a not go on a rant but you have to not let them you know just because they can get into that cutting off your jokes and hey funny man Hannibal Burrison, and just cutting you uh, off with their right, weirdos right, right. so just learning how to how to do that and just having the energy and focus to be able to is, is real helpful yeah the uh, morning radio thing if like they're good it's yeah. great it's real fun if it's they're real good fun. and pro and supportive and set you up and but then sometimes they just say so what's funny in the world right now like mother <laughs> fuck you for asking me that I what's did an interview funny the other day, the guy <laughs> asked me that exact question. <laughs> What's making you laugh right now? Oh, come so on. So, Hannibal, what are you talking about on stage? Oh, man. I That's hate... another one they do. Yeah, some, yeah, somebody asked me that before a show I was doing in New York. <laughs> what are you going to talk a about? A fan just came up like, so what are we talking about today? Like, uh, you now? You. <laughs> 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 you know, there's some dudes that would go, well, uh, here's my new piece. It's all about how man is constricted yeah. by uh, first his mom and then yeah. his wife and uh, then ultimately his lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing is, is just I, I try to remember that people 
aren't coming from a shitty place normally. Right. They just don't know how to communicate to me in a way that won't make me feel cynical and hate them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I got to keep that in mind. But in the moment, it's like, motherfucker, did you just ask me what's funny in the world right now? For you, someone who's not a comic, they wouldn't understand how awkward that would be. <laughs> like, what you like when you can go on a radio show and they just let you talk, right? Mm-hmm. Just hang out. Let's just hang out and be Let's funny. Let's hang out, talk about stuff. Yeah, it's Bounce great. back and forth from each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a lot of them that can do that, though. That's the problem. <laughs> Do you ever do those radio tours where you have to call like 10 different people and then you realize like eight of them have the same voice? <laughs> like almost exactly. But it's just a radio voice. Like, I don't know what when it was tested <laughs> or when it was it was it was a, it was a study that people like people like to listen to this right here. We're live here in Nashville. We got Hannibal Birds in the studio. We're live here in Cincinnati. We got Hannibal like there's a it's, couple versions of that. It's just a couple versions of that where it's just, you know, and then There's they, the sports guy as well. <laughs> Gus Johnson here for Showtime. <laughs> there's the news guy. It's just the same as um Rappers, though, too, like rappers, rap voice. You talk to a rapper, they might sound like me, but then when in their rap, they're like, you know what it is? Yeah, so it's just right. a, it's a persona. It's just a persona that, you know, works for that situation. I like it, though. I like the the Gus Johnson type voice. Like, if a the, guy's a, like, when I say that about Gus Johnson, yeah. I'm not putting him down. Like, I like that professional, here we are, Madison Square Garden. I don't want a guy who's like, hey, it all right. Like me. We're, I'm like, me. <laughs> like, I, when I do the UFC, there's a reason why I'm the color guy and yeah. I'm not the play-by-play guy. I don't do the the big... Here we are, UFC 152. Like those guys are important. Like, yeah, I like that. I like that is the, a, I mean, it is the pageantry. A, yeah, it's pageantry. There's a reason yeah. why Michael Buffett works. Well, yeah, that's even more so because he's an announcer. He's an announcer. Yeah. yeah. Let's get ready to rumble. There's pageantry to all yeah, that. Yeah, it's pageantry. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not putting it down, but it is weird with radio. It's weird in radio. Radio, because you don't have to talk like radio is different because it's supposed to be your personality you know what i mean like right. sports that's a sports guy the news is the news but radio is supposed to be your vibe but then you sound like the dude in st louis also you sound like the dude who's all over the place you sound like <laughs> every guy you know another place where that exists what's that strip club djs uh yeah i've been trying to analyze this for many years and i think with strip club djs it's like no one wants to hear a dude talking while girls are dancing naked you do yeah. not want to hear that guy so uh, he's got to make it like a song like, all right, coming to the stage, yeah. it's Amber. Remember, everybody, $14 Kamikaze. He's like, there's an entertainment yeah. aspect to the, what he's doing. It's like, he's almost yeah. like he's singing a song. But have you been to a black strip club in Atlanta, though? No. And those DJs. No. Those DJs are the most amazing DJs vocally ever. Really? Because they drive the tipping. You know what oh, I mean? And they cut right, in and out, right, and they, right. they crack jokes. Like I, I last one I was, it's just so funny. It's like, man, you need to pay the pussy. Like they tip really? that pussy. Y'all motherfuckers in here, y'all ain't spending money. They will drop the track. They come, they cut the track back. Spend some motherfucking money. Look what she's doing up there. She's up there. Pop. Like they, the Atlanta DJs strip club, amazing. They Only drive Atlanta? Atlanta, Atlanta, probably just other black black strip clubs. Like the DJ drives that shit and is the driving force and is an entertainer in addition to it he adds to it see now i'm weighing the potential dangers of going to a black strip club in atlanta with the entertainment aspect of how amazing it's not it must that be dangerous man it's not For dangerous a guy like me no it's not they be like, like joe rogan what's up <laughs> Chappelle no, show <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure i need to go if i yeah. go with you, you if i go, go with you i can slide right in 
I'm not even that plugged <laughs> in. I play, I play cover. <laughs> but no, I'm telling. Yeah, the black the, in a black strip club, the DJs, the right. Are like, there famous ones? It's fake. I don't know the names of because I. I been, but you go to somewhere, uh, Magic City or or Magic City, a, a few other ones in Atlanta. Uh, the DJ is 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 important and makes the strippers more money, and the strippers probably end up tipping out the DJ at the end of the I'm night. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, they have like an arranger, right? Yeah. My friend Eddie used to work at a strip club. I used to go and visit him at work. Yeah. Watch it. He was a DJ. So I got, to, I got to see the craft. Yeah. I got to see how everybody does it. It's yeah. interesting, the relationship they all have. It becomes just like, I mean, you might as well be working in a restaurant. Yeah. Everybody just develops the same sort it's of a place. It's a workplace, who, man. It's exactly. a workplace where people get naked. And that's, it's weird because it's porn. Porn is like that, too. Like, those people yeah. get used to each other, and it becomes just like any other... Normal. See you later. Good jizzing on you. Have <laughs> <laughs> jizz on you. See you soon. That is probably funny when it's just somebody you fucked like two years ago. Oh, good to see you again. Yeah. <laughs> they, I think they have a, a definitely a, a more relaxed attitude about it. Yeah. You know, if you run into somebody that used to fuck out of nowhere, you're like, uh, hey, hey, how, you, how right. you doing? Yeah, this is me. Yeah, Look at you. me. I see you naked. You see me naked. All <laughs> yeah. right. You take care. Cool. <laughs> Don't mind that, Mo. It's weird when you haven't seen someone in 20 years, and you get to see, like, whoa, this is weird. This is weird. Hello, Nina Hartley. <laughs> <laughs> I met her. She's a very nice lady. She was doing Kevin Pereira's podcast. Yeah? Yeah, I sat, sat in with her and talked to her for a while. She does everything with gloves on, man. Really? Yeah, she has, like, sex sessions with people. She puts, like, surgical gloves on. Yeah, she does corporates, right? Does she? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of them, yeah, a lot of them do. Uh, they do like corporate gigs? Corporates, in quotes. Mm, in quotes. <laughs> I guess, sort of, yeah, in a way. I don't know. Corporates, like. not corporates, privates. <laughs> privates, yes. <laughs> she probably does a lot of privates. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, very few comics do privates. <laughs> what would you do if someone said, hey, man, uh, Hannibal Bress, I want you to uh, come over and just do comedy just for me. I'm just a big comedy fan, but I don't like going to comedy clubs because it's fucking, I don't like laughing around other people. So okay. would you just do your act for me and I'll pay you what you get paid for like a regular show, for a packed house? For, no, I, they have to charge them my, my corporate college rate. Okay, and, and corporate it, college rate. I, would, I, would, I wouldn't want to do that. So can I bring somebody with me? Well, now you're worried about your safety? Don't worry. The guy's only going to masturbate. He promises. <laughs> no, nothing really crazy. <laughs> He just wants to watch you. Just he's gonna keep his pants. Well, he keep a towel on. Nah, I'm not doing that gig because I don't need the money that bad. Because I got my own supplement business, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not. You know, I could do stuff as I want to do it. You know. All right. How about if the dude wears like a spacesuit? A spacesuit. Yeah. Just sits just... there with a spacesuit on. No. How long of a set? Fucking full set, man. A full, uh, Headline I set. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> For one dude. For one dude. Yeah. Can I bring an opener? <laughs> no, no opener. <laughs> he does to, to to warm up. He's gonna watch your past specials. <laughs> so I can't even I can't even draw from that stuff. <laughs> I got to do an hour new. <laughs> well, if he was a fan, man, you he'd already yeah, know he your already shit. Seen it. Yeah. Imagine if you pay a dude to do a one on one show and he does bits you already know. He'd be like, motherfucker. <laughs> That was the shit from your last all, special. All crowd work. So, what's up? <laughs> this is crazy. Huh? Look at this place. Oh, shit. 
50 G's. That's my rate for that weird ass shit. 50 G's. <laughs> you know there's a dude out there thinking about it. Some fucking tech guy who's just super rich. I'm going to get Hannibal Breast to just do stand-up. It would be less weird if it was him and his buddy. Yeah. That would be way less weird. Yeah. Two dudes would be... Isn't it interesting? Like, in- Instantly, it becomes less gay. Yeah, because it's just also... Laughter, being at a comedy show with some is about like looking over at the person, like <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. or like the like doing the elbow. So just doing stand up for one person is weird as hell. Don't you find it's weird even to watch it on television? It, it well, I, it it's a little the vibe is so much different, so much different. It's just a different energy and just it is it is it's not weird, but it is. Where I've had people that say they saw my stuff online or they saw stuff on TV, but then they saw me live and they're like, oh shit, live, it was crazy. So it is just, it's hard to translate the true energy that's in the room and just that that type of thing. Yeah, they don't tune into you when they're watching the video. They're just getting the words and the performance and they're laughing, but they're not tuned into yeah. you. There's some dudes, like, you'll see them on stage, like Brian Callen is a perfect example. Yeah, Brian Callen, like, if you watch him in a video, he's hilarious. But if you watch him live, that dude, like, tune you tune into him. Yeah. It's infinitely better. Well, yeah, because the bits also, you know, you might see a, a minute set out of somebody's hour set online, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But then in, uh, in, in somebody's hour club set or theater set you didn't get to see how they enter and how they commanded the room Mm -hmm. at the beginning and how what they did at the beginning to allow them to be able to go to a weird place later where the audience already has that trust so it's a a lot of different elements to live stand-up that get lost in the internet and tv that's a great point the 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 building up like you know, like I've I've had friends that were just starting out and they'll do something like they have a bit and they'll do this bit like right away and I'm like, you know what, man? The audience should probably get to know you better before you do that bit. Yeah. Like, they'll, let them gain your trust first right. and then do that bit. Yeah. Because the opening part of it, like, you're immediately, you have to know you're a good person for yeah. that to be funny. You yeah. got to know you're kidding. Right. Otherwise, it's just gross. Yeah. Like, I got a joke about uh, the movie uh, I Spit on Your Grave. Have you seen that? Yeah. It's a weird yeah. movie. And I do a bit about it, but I would never open with it. <laughs> <laughs> that joke is coming at least 25, 30 minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> That's a touchy subject. Yeah. Isn't that weird? They have to have, like, trust in you. Yeah, they have to have trust. And, like, you can't, yeah, you have to establish your funny for a little bit. Yeah, and that's really hard, especially when you're starting out. Yeah. People don't know you. You know, yeah. once they come to a Hannibal Perez show, they know who you are. They're, right. they go, they're here to see you. But if, you, if you're starting out, man, if you're just a first, you know, first year guy. Yeah. Like, man, you got to really get these people's attention. Like, yeah. you got to figure out a way to get them to trust you. Because they're going to make a judgment call on you within a couple minutes. Well, it's, yeah, they'll judge your outfit. Especially a black a black crowd will like while you walking up like ah his shoes so you already lost his half shoes. the audience <laughs> his, his shoes, shoes are whack his shirt looks kind of weird fitting that's you already got to work hard <laughs> yeah damn that's hilarious why are black clubs so much more um, judgmental it's just uh I mean it's just a level of performance and just you know they demand more they demand more and just you know the the Best black comics has just been great performance. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you talk about, yeah, just uh, Red Fox and Richard Pryor and Bernie. Like, these guys mm-hmm. were not only, you know, great joke writers and stuff, but they performed and they would crush. And so it's just a, a higher standard for performing. Also, in uh, black clubs or black 
uh, showcase nights, the host is usually the star of the show. A lot of the time, you know what I mean. Where uh-huh. on the road in a, in an improv or funny bone, the MC is local. Sometimes he's good, but for the most part, that yeah, uh, the host is not gonna be that great, which is not cool because that's who's setting the tone for the show. Yeah, and just that's who the first person in the audience seeing. You know, they they got babysitters and all that, and they, they the the host the first person on stage is. Eh. Whereas the host at a black is the usually you know has a local following, is great. Crushes does twenty or thirty up top sometimes, <laughs> wow. and, and so it's just a different thing. So then the the next act has to be able to follow this amazing host with a great following. So it, it ends up with a lot of co- comedians being a lot of black comedians being real strong performers uh, early on. I think. That's interesting because you know Chris Rock said that about his career that like one time he had to go on after Martin Lawrence. Yeah, and then he <clears throat> he re- it was a turning point in his career because he realized that. He had performed to too many white crowds. Yeah. And he was like, white crowds made him lazy. Like, he yeah. didn't even realize he had gotten into this so- sort of, like, lower energy sort of right. mode of performing. Yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that it was black crowds that gave me a shit, but I w- I'm a little bit higher energy now than I was in my first uh, CD. But it's, that's just from um, playing, oh, shit. That's just from playing uh, bigger venues and learning. Joe just spilled. Y'all I spilled see. coffee <laughs> again spilled, on my fucking computer. He coffee on his computer. This is unbelievable, man. <laughs> I've done this like four times in the last month. Shit, man. You know what it is, man? I keep this coffee cup right here, and I talk with my fucking hands because yeah. I have peasant roots. <laughs> is, that, is that what that means? Yeah, it's okay. The, the computer's going to be fine. Okay, cool, It was man. just a minor. Apple care. I'll take care splitch, of it. But it was... No, one. they'll be like, bitch, this is the third time you came here. You get Dude, the fuck out of here, stupid. Know, there's a 24-hour Apple store in uh, Manhattan. That's got to be interesting. Oh, yeah. It's very interesting because I needed to get a new iPhone uh, last week, and I went in there faded, and <laughs> nothing. the worst person in the world is a drunk with a customer service issue. I was the worst, dude. How drunk uh, were you? I was drunk enough to where I'm worried that they'll hack into my shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! Uh, it was pretty. I feel bad about it. I was just like, because the dude, they weren't helpful. I, I had missed my appointment. I had a twelve thirty appointment. I popped in at two. Like, give me a new phone. <laughs> <laughs> I was the worst. And the dude's name was Jesus. And I was like, come on, Jesus. And we were going back and oh, forth because no. he was. He wasn't. He wasn't great to me, but he also wasn't. I was being a dick too. You know what I mean? Right. So, and then also I was drunk. I felt bad about it. Yeah, <laughs> I felt bad about it the next day. I was like, God damn it! I'm in the Apple Store being drunk. Being they must get asshole. drunk people all the time in Apple stores. Probably. I mean, if yeah. Now twenty four hour twenty four hour Apple Store. They used to my type. Yeah. Come on, man! If you're getting your iPhone fixed at four o'clock in the morning, you got to be fucked up. Yeah, man. Can you get an activated iPhone at four o'clock you in the morning? Get an Can they activated iPhone at four o'clock in the morning? I want to do that. Yes. I just want. I don't get, even want to get I another bought, iPhone. Cause, uh, yeah, it's a twenty-four hour uh, Apple Store. Cause I had to get a new laptop uh, last week. So twenty-four hour Apple Store, twenty-four hour Best Buy. So I, I wow. like. I did my shopping late. Went and got a computer. Went to Best Buy, grabbed Xbox One late at night. It was great wow. shopping. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about the Best Buy, the twenty-four hour Best Buy. That's like near a college, right? It's uh, it's that, you're NYU? not too far from NYU. Yeah, so it's in Union Square. That's the one thing that Manhattan has. It's this 24-hour thing. Like yeah. almost, You know what they don't have anymore, though, is pool halls. They used to have a 24-hour pool hall. I don't think they have that anymore. I, I haven't think seen that's it. Gone. Yeah. They used to have this place, Chelsea Billiards. 
Was a, well, there was a, quite a few places, but Chelsea yeah. was the big one that was open 24 hours a day. Yeah. You'd go there at 4 o'clock in the morning and you play pool. You a big pool. pool guy? Yeah, yeah, I love pool. What about what do you think about trick shot pool? Stupid. Really? It's pointless. Yeah. I like trick shot pool. <laughs> trick shot pool is like uh, tying a duck to a stick and shooting it out of the sky. Yeah. That's what it's like. The difference yeah. between uh, you get to choose your shots, that's ridiculous. Yeah. The whole idea of pool is figuring out the patterns and moving the ball around, controlling the cue ball, making shots, and, yeah. and, and running out. The table presents you with a problem. Right. You have to figure out that problem and get out. This is some stupid thing that you practice over and over again. It's just, right. All you have to do is just poke at the stick and the ball's going the right direction because you set them up. That's dumb. Oh man, <laughs> I guess it's good. It's, it's entertaining TV. You know what it is. You know what, and, and I, I understand your thought process behind it. But yeah, but you know, I don't. I don't get to see them practice. Yeah, you just see the shot. I just see go, them do the shot, and that shit looks cool. It does look cool. Don't get me wrong. I've seen trick shots that look cool, but I don't. I've been playing pool for twenty years. I don't know how to do one. Yeah, I can't do one trick shot. Yeah, like I play pretty decent, but I can't. I don't know any of them. I have no desire to learn them either. They really? just don't make any sense to me. It's like, who cares? You set up. You know when people do that? <clears throat> like, say, if a, prof- a professional came to your pool hall mm-hmm. and was doing a demonstration, people like to see trick shots. Yeah. Like, if you hire a guy like Earl Strickland, Earl Strickland comes to your pool hall, he's going to, you know, he'll do some trick shots for you. But, I like this. You, of course, you know, I'm like, you know, pool celebrities too. <laughs> like, I know a few pool g- names. Yeah. Yeah. I get into shit, man. Yeah. When I'm, when I'm into shit, I get into it. Yeah. <laughs> you got, you should get pool cues, man. I got is a bunch that a big, of pool cues. No, I mean, your own business. Joe Rogan oh, pool Joe Rogan cues. pool cues? Nah. Nah, that's not probably. No, pool cues you only want to buy from a dude who actually makes a pool cue. There's a yeah. thing about pool cue artisans. Uh, they they make pool cues. And like when you buy them from a guy who's like a like a Zambodi or a Tascarella, like yeah. people have these names. Like they make these exotic pool cues yeah. out of wood and their craftsmanship and they cut them and place them precisely and it's a big like art form to it oh so you wouldn't want to buy my fucking pool i don't know what the fuck i'm doing can't buy a pool cue with my name on it stupid you'd you'd be an idiot yeah (laughs) you want to buy a southwest you know you want to buy a a gina q you want to buy cues that have a name to them okay cool there's like a long-standing art form of it's almost like a samurai sword type of thing where there's like certain artists that are preferred over other artists, certain artisans that have a, a like a long history passed down from father to son. It's very common. Wow. Yeah. I actually, I mean, I'd be pissed. Why? I'd be like, man, I don't want to be in the pool cue business. That <laughs> <laughs> I'm passing on this pool cue business. I don't even like pool, Dad. Well, if you did like pool, then it would be good. But if yeah. you wanted to be a comedian, I could see your point. Yeah. Long hours in the shop, breathing in fucking sawdust and glue fumes and shit. Yeah. Working in a paint booth, one of those gas masks on. Yeah, that would be. It's not I mean, for Hannibal Buress. It's not for. It's not for me. It's not for a lot of people. <laughs> it might not be for one of those father son teams. They might not like that shit. Maybe I would have to talk to them and work is work individually. I hope uh, I don't get an angry tweet one. from the Southwest Pool Company. <laughs> I'm sure you would. I'm yeah. sure they would be pissed. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, quite a few people that take that very seriously. Yeah. Well, are you into anything? Do you play any games or anything? Do you do anything on the road? Do you bowl? I've got a marble collection. I don't have a marble collection. I play video games uh, a little bit. I'm, uh, but I'm trying to think of my other stuff that I do. I'm a pretty, pretty boring dude, man. I play video games, do comedy, go to concerts, and 
that's pretty much it. I uh, keep track of my frequent flyer miles very uh, heavily. Now, boring, how boring stuff? How hardcore do you get with the video games? Do you actually bring a console with you on the road? Are you one of those dudes? No, nah, I can't do that. There's it, a lot of dudes that get crazy with that. Yeah, cause nah, cause I, I, it makes it more it makes it more exciting for when I get back home, cause that kind of is how I you know I'm really at home. If I'm sitting at home mm-hmm. playing video games, if I've been gone for ten days, like all right. Relax. I'm home. Right. Play a game. So that's that's the thing. I I, I leave the game at home. Yeah. That's a good move. But I get into it. I, I'm I'm only playing two games: GTA and NBA 2K14. That's it. That's pretty much it. That's because I'm always gone, so I don't have time to be switching. switching oh, I games. Yeah. You want to get some skills, learn the game, and then enjoy it. Yeah. You don't want to have to game. learn new yeah, shit. Just learn a new game. I might try out this Titanfall. I got that uh, for the Xbox One. I haven't played it yet, though. I keep hearing incredible things. Yeah. People have, like, emailed me, if you're thinking about getting back into video games, this is the video game to get back into with. I'm like, yeah. get the fuck away from me. Yeah. And that's the thing. So you probably you don't have time to play. You got kids, so you yeah. got a lot of work. And I'll be thinking about that, too, when I'm playing, because I can't play for three or four hours straight. And I'm like, should I be playing this, or should I be writing a script? <laughs> should I really be playing against this 13-year-old? Like <laughs> Talking shit to him? I don't talk shit. No? I might send a... If, I might, if they talk... Because I, I can't have a strange... I, can't, I don't put it on the headset when it's a strange. I can't just have right. a stranger having that much access to my brain like that. I already, <laughs> I already do that with Twitter. I can't have their voice. Right. <laughs> yeah, because you imagine if that's the new Twitter, if people just be able to anonymously talk shit to you, <laughs> right to your ear. Just like, out right of nowhere. Yeah. Just like how you get your app mentions on Twitter. Yeah. If you could just get like one after another, a bunch of people talking shit in your, your ear. Your glasses were smudged on TV. <laughs> Bitch, you look stupid up there. What kind of sneakers are those? Where'd you get that jacket? That stupid. would suck, man. I delete. You know what? I I delete my Twitter app sometimes just because I I spend too much time on it. Do you really? You but then I end up putting it back on like two days later. <sighs> but I but the times that I'm trying to have like and I'm gonna try two hours a day where I just unplug two mm-hmm. awake hours a day <laughs> <laughs> where I unplug like, no computer no phone so I either read write or work out or just talk or just chill but no looking at the phone no email no text phone none of that so that's what i'm, I'm trying to do just because I, I found when my phone was broken i had i didn't have my phone for a day it just it was broken i found that i was i was a little bit more productive i read i read a little bit of a book i wrote like six jokes or something and i was i felt uh, uh way more clear-headed because, <laughs> I, because i wasn't just checking people's you weren't tethered i wasn't tethered i wasn't checking Twitter obsessively yeah. and compulsively and yeah, so that that's what that's my new shit. Yeah, I get tethered to that fucking phone, man. It's weird. It's tough, it's, man. It's weird when you're out and you just have this desire to check your email like, for why, no what, reason. What the fuck? Like, like, it's nothing that important yeah. in an email because if it was, it'd be a phone call. Yeah, it's especially nothing. when you know you're not in the middle of doing anything. It's not like your like a deal's about to go down. Like, yeah. all right, Hannibal, stay near the phone. We're yeah. gonna call Nobody you. Nobody said that. And even if it was going down, it's not going away. Yeah. It's not going away. Like, yeah, the deal was going to go down, but you didn't get back to us. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't get back to us in 20 minutes. Yeah. We thought you were one of the most hilarious guys of all time and a future superstar, but, but time is of the essence. Time is of the essence. We so, gave it away. Uh, 
We just called some other dude that we had on our list of guys whose day to make. And he checks his phone all the time. It does get like that, though, when it's casting. When they get casting, when it gets down to casting, yeah. you know, like whether or not you agree to take a show, like they give you an offer, there's a counter offer, they have offers on someone else, and then you know, it's like a backup offer. Yeah. Well, if Hannibal gets crazy with the money, we got this dude waiting in the wings. Yeah. There is that. They, they, they'll, that'll, that'll definitely keep you near your phone. Yeah. But that's another beautiful thing about the internet. It's like that shit... We were talking about, like, you used to need a show. Like, guys used to go away if they didn't have a show. If they didn't right. have something that put them out there to the crowd. Yeah. That's all gone away now. You could you get your own show. Yeah. If you want to do, you're great at podcasting. You could just start a fucking podcast. I thought about starting a podcast. You totally should do a podcast. You would have a hilarious podcast. If you had a podcast, I would for sure download that shit. Oh, well, thank you, man. I would subscribe to it. 100%. Thanks a lot. I, ha- I actually... Recorded six episodes of a podcast. It was called Talking to Strangers, and I just talked to legit people that people that I'd never met before or that they weren't in comedy at all. That's a great idea. But then now, I mean, it, that would be me driving the listenership every time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is you know. But still, Bill Bird does a, a podcast where he just, just talks by himself. Yeah, just him ranting. So does Greg Proops. Greg Proops, Greg does, Proops it. does a live one. He does a show called The uh, Smartest Man in the World. Yeah. It's hilarious. And oh, it's, it's just, just him, him ranting? Just him. And he people does it ask live? Him questions and he I'll does people ask him questions. That motherfucker can rant like no one. Yeah. Greg Proops can, he can just go. And he's smart as fuck. So yeah. he has like hours of information in his head. The dude has so much information in his head. Like he went on a rant about Columbus. Like I've read a bunch of shit about Columbus. I yeah. knew quite a bit about Columbus. But Greg Proops went on this mad rant explaining what a cunt Columbus really was. Yeah. How fucking evil, you know, those people were back then. Yeah. You could be evil back then because there was Ooh. no Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you could be evil and unchecked. Uh, no Facebook. <laughs> no Facebook. Imagine? Nobody like, you're evil. You're like, Am I evil? Shit. I should chill out. <laughs> <laughs> Columbus is holding a baby in one hand, a sword in the other. Yeah, put this right you could just be evil because you just had you were evil and you had your four friends who were also evil enablers. Mm-hmm, that's you just true. Live life being evil. Isn't that funny that that is the case? That especially when you get to a new land, like you get in a wooden boat and you travel to the other half of the world, where it's yeah. com- in your eyes completely wild, right? You know. And they can come up with all sorts of justifications why they should just start murdering people. Yeah. And then they find out these people have gold. Oh, shit. Yeah. Now Must we... have been so easy to be evil back then. It's You're like... actually right. Yeah. Twitter keeps people from being as evil. Twi- well, well <laughs> entertainers. <laughs> entertainers? <laughs> well, God, we can call Columbus an entertainer. Well, no, but that's what I'm saying. It wouldn't. I mean, I don't know if uh, he would have been affected by Twitter, but it is something funny to think about. But yeah, that is crazy just... Just to be just that type of that mind state uh, that so long ago we're going to this place and we're gonna do some shit. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> well, it's notorious when someone shows up on a boat. Like this is probably the only time in human history that when a boat full of strangers shows up in your store, people aren't gonna die. Yeah. Every other time in human history, once that boat showed up, most likely people were fucking dying. 
Most yeah. likely, some terrible shit's going to get down. Some crazy desperados who are starving to death are going to hop off that boat, and they're going to have swords and bows and arrows and cannons. And they're oh, gonna, yeah, because they're hungry. Yeah. Fuck yeah. They're hungry. There's, they got scurvy. There's no pussy. They're eating rats and fucking old rice. I mean, what, what are they going to do when they get off there? They're going to they're gonna take whatever they want. They're going to they're gonna go crazy, yeah. especially when there's no Twitter. Yeah, no Twitter to say, hey, man, chill on. <laughs> hey, chill out on the pillages. <laughs> I get the last hundred years is probably the only time where it's not a, a terrifying moment when a boat pulls up. Every other time before that, it's yeah. like the 1700s or whatever it was, 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. All that boats. shit, that was a terrible time when someone pulled up in a boat. Boats. Terrible time. Boats are like, yeah, tanks. Yeah. And then tanks now, when tanks pull up, something bad is happening or was happening or was about to happen. Exactly. It's a battleship. Was, yeah. Yeah, that's a long. But do you think they knew that something terrible was gonna happen right away, or was it they were they were open at first, right? Well, did you ever see that movie? There's a movie. Um, I think it's What the Bleep Do We Know that try. I think it's this movie tries to present this argument. They think that the Native Americans might not have even been able to see the boat because they had no point of reference. Yeah, that being a, which is stupid as fuck to me. That would make no sense. Because there's a lot of unique events that you only see for the first time. Like the idea that they wouldn't be able to see it is, I think it's just some woo-woo bullshit. Yeah. I think it's some non-scientific bullshit that some people try to pass off. That's my take on it as a non-scientific bullshit artist. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think they wouldn't have known what the fuck it was. If they had never seen a boat before, and then all of a sudden, like when the conquistadors landed, the, the, the people who lived like the Aztecs thought that they were gods. Because mm-hmm. they'd never seen a person on a horse before. They'd never yeah. seen that. They didn't know what the fuck was going on. They saw these people on horses. They thought the horse was a part of them. They thought they were gods. Like they'd oh. never seen anything before. That's crazy. They think that at one point in time, most of North America did not have horses. That horses were brought here from somewhere else. So the Native American Indians didn't used to have horses in the beginning. What? Wait, so they brought horses on these mm-hmm. boats? Yeah, from- horses came from somewhere else. Wow, so yeah. horse that was a horrible boat ride. <laughs> so, because you, you're talking about days and days, <laughs> yeah, with a horse, with a horse, weeks and feeding, weeks, probably and m- months, right? I mean, how long did it take for Columbus to get from Spain to uh, the Bahamas? I don't, I don't know. Had man. to be months. That's... I would imagine it would be months, months of travel, months of travel. It makes sense. I mean, you're on a boat that has to be blown around by the wind. You're trying to get across the biggest body of water known to man. That shit's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Ocean? You're going to get across an ocean on a floating piece of a tree. That's the yeah. stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. So do <laughs> and you're going to do it with yeah. horses. So do you get to take everything? Was you think he just felt entitled? Just like, man, it was as long as fuck. I think people back then were ruthless. Yeah. I think they were de- dealing with completely different times. People died younger. Yeah. The, the amount of time you were on this planet was very short. The average person didn't get their shit together. Probably like 30-something 30, 30 year mm, life probably. expectancy. I mean, there was a few people that lived longer, but most people probably died off at 30. Well, and also the uh, infant mortality rate was so high that it lowers the, the, the average age of death. Mm-hmm. It lowers it because of that. Like, inf- infant mortality was through the roof. It was like 50% of the kids would die back then. Like yeah. during the Roman times, I believe it was 50% child mortality rate. You had two kids, oh, one wow. would be dead for sure. Yeesh. Yeah, and that's normal. That was normal. So I think their their whole idea of like what what's violent, what's evil, what's good, what's bad, it was just 
completely different. They were right. used to way more barbarism, way more murder, way the way you know they would marry Antoinette. They would they would fucking th- think about when they would have those gigantic town executions and they would use the guillotine, and cut someone's fucking head off in the town square. We just think that people used to do that. That, yeah, was... that is, that is, that is pretty bananas. <laughs> like we, like now, the guillotine is kind of you know used as a joke in movies or mm-hmm. stuff. Like yeah, the guillotine. But yeah, the fact that that was real is insane. It was real, and it removed your head, and you were conscious for a few minutes before you before you would die. Wait, yeah. Your head would be separated from your body. Your body would be dying. But as the oxygen in your brain is slowly leaking out, like you're you're conscious for probably not a few minutes, but probably at least a few seconds. Well, you say, man, that is fucked up. Yeah, you're looking up at a basket, and you're like, like oh, damn. you got to be fucking kidding me. Uh, you say, I, I didn't do anything that bad. Well, you, all you had to do was piss the wrong person off that had power, and they would just be off with their head. It was just off with your head. That was like a common thing. No, but can we talk it? Can we talk it through a little bit? You need any work done? No, <laughs> no. Off with your head. Isn't it funny too that they would do that shit publicly? Like that's what we avoid now. We don't want the public even seeing coffins. Yeah. Like you're not allowed to take photographs of uh, coffins of veterans when they're coming back. Yeah. The the Bush uh, administration made that illegal, which is kind of fucking crazy. You're not even allowed to see a picture of someone who dies at war. Forget about see like a prisoner getting executed. You're not allowed to see any of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to see that. Prisoner getting executed? Nah. If I sent you a link, you'd click it. If uh, I sent you a link and it says, uh, you know, okay, let's, let's think of someone undeniably evil. Uh, Hitler. Okay. Yeah. If I sent you a link and it, dude, you want to watch this video? This is Hitler getting executed. How's he getting executed? He's going to get his head cut off with a sword. What mental state am I in? Sober, drunk, high? Uh, depends on when you get home. Uh, I sent you the email at 7 p.m. What other emails do I have? <laughs> <laughs> if you had uh, some new information about your stand-up comedy special, yeah. soon to be out on Comedy Central. Yeah, on, uh, yeah, it's out on Comedy Central Direct right now and comes out midnight on uh, Saturday on Comedy Central. Yeah, some information about that. Or, uh, or the Hitler thing. Oh, yeah, I click that shit, man. Click I'm not, shit. I know I click it, yeah. I click it, too. I've clicked on some shit I shouldn't have clicked. Yeah. The most recent one was um, some Mexican dude cutting his girlfriend's head off for cheating. One, oh, one of the uh, drug lords. Like, it's it, it's so obviously real as fuck. So obviously real. Like, his a lot boys? Of people, well, who was filming it? His friends. Yeah, it was uh, one of the cartel guys. That's crazy. Yeah, there's some crazy cartel videos. There's cartel videos of them using chainsaws and cutting dudes' heads off. But almost, I mean, I know how fucked up it is to cut your girlfriend's head off for cheating, but in that world, you almost understand it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about in their world, where you're talking about Latin machismo yeah. and, and also being a cartel leader and your girlfriend and everybody knowing that she cheated. Like, he had yeah. to, to maintain his cartel shit. That's true. He but has you're to, gonna be wait, I mean, it's awful. It's awful. Nobody fucking say, Hannibal condones beheading of cheating. Too late. Like, no. They're writing a salon.com They're article writing a salon. right now. But <laughs> Hannibal, part of rape culture. <laughs> but that is that is insane, dude. You had that up there? I'm glad I didn't look. Uh, no, we didn't have it up. No, yeah. no, no. We're not going to show that. <laughs> uh, I don't want to see that shit. Yeah, but that's... that's he cut a he d- with a knife. That's recent. Oh yeah, it's hard to watch, man. It's really hard to watch. And then he holds her head up. Like the reason she was cheating is because 
he was so busy running the cartel. <laughs> I don't know what their history was, but I'm sure. I would assume he's in the wrong. <laughs> I'm sure running a cartel is very time consuming, and she needed some dick. She still. <laughs> it doesn't mean that she didn't love him. Yeah, I would say the same. If I was there while this argument was going down, he's like, I'm going to cut her fucking head off. I'm like, dude, relax. Dude, you... Come on. She's, she appreciates you. Let's kick her to the she curb. Just was, she just needed some attention. She needed a little dick. Come on. <laughs> now, now, listen, look at it this way. You got a fucking green light to cheat however you want. They actually have the green light in the cartel. They just do whatever the fuck they want. Right? Yeah. At this point in time, I mean, how much money those guys have? They're, they, I mean, they, they have cartels where the, the head guys have like a billion dollars. Yeah. Could, that's like make Al Capone look ridiculous. Are we are we in danger of being attacked by the cartel now? I don't think so. I they don't, don't think they've ever developed like real legitimate military power, but okay. what they have developed is local power. Like okay. they don't have No, I mean me and you weapons. as individuals. No, we haven't said anything bad. Okay, cool. What have we said bad? I don't know. They make a lot of money and they don't tolerate cheating. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so are we part of cartel <laughs> propaganda? That's interesting. If we were probably, if we were cartel sympathizers. Yeah. But I don't think we are. I don't think so. I think what we are is, uh, look, the whole reason why cartels exist is what we were talking about earlier. Should cocaine be legal? Well, if cocaine's not legal, who's going to sell it? Because people are going to smoke it, snort yeah. it, smoke it, whatever they do with it, shoot it. Some people shoot it. They're so, going to do it. They're going to so, do it. Who's going to profit? Right. Criminals. Is it better to have Pfizer sell coke? Or is it better to have the the the, the mafia down in uh, so, yeah Pfizer? I say Pfizer. I say let Pfizer so, profit off of it. So Joe, what you're saying is that if cocaine was legal, this woman would still be alive. I, you know what? You might have a point there. I think. I mean, it's a long way to go, but it, this, you know, I think that's what it is. Well, I definitely think some people would be alive. Yeah, there would be less violence. It'd be less violence. It'd be less money spent. In jails, on jails. What they've done in Portugal is a, a clear indicator that we're on the wrong path with uh, with keeping everything illegal and locking people up, putting private prisons up, throwing people in there, profiting off the fact they're in there. Portugal, they've lowered everything. They've lowered the rates of addiction. They've lowered violent crime. They lower the amount of money they have to spend on legal fees and mm-hmm. courts and prisons. They've lowered all that shit just by decriminalizing all drugs. They just made it so that people aren't fucking locked up as criminals anymore yeah. for, for a choice. And like, choose just... alcohol, which will fuck you up, man. Alcohol you and crazy. I, okay. You, listen, I was in the Apple store last week. <laughs> Trust me. But we could get fucked up in like 20 minutes. Jamie could go back there, break out some whiskey, and we could just start doing shots. Within 15 minutes, we would be unrecognizable. Right. Slurring. Fu- you could get fucked up in like a short amount of time with alcohol, like a yeah. really short amount of time. Yeah. Why is that legal? And Coke's not. Why? Arbitrary. Completely arbitrary. It doesn't make, there's no logical sense. Yeah. There's no, it doesn't make sense. The same type of person who would go on a Coke binge will also go on a drunken rampage. Yeah. Well, you can't go on a Coke rampage? You can go on both. Okay. You can go on a, a, a drunken binge. Yeah. You can go on a drunken rampage. You can go on a Coke binge or a Coke rampage. Yeah. But I, gr- I agree with you. I'd rather be around the guy on Coke. So there. Definitely. Well, there you go. You got a, a drunk, you know, a drunk problem. America's got a giant drunk problem. We got alcohol everywhere. People die of alcohol yeah. by the hundreds of thousands. Drunk drivers. Mm-hmm. All that shit. What's better though, Coke drivers or drunk drivers? 
I don't know, man. I think uh I don't know. I don't know the stats, man. <laughs> if you had to guess. <laughs> if I had to guess. Would you rather be in a car with a dude who's coked up or a dude who's drunk and he's driving? I think the coked up dude would be driving fast, but he'll make those lane shifts like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll be like, he'll be like, you want oh, oh shit, how'd you do that, man? Yeah, don't, don't worry, don't worry about it. I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. I got it. When we open up our business, I'm going to take you to driving school. He'll be pulling right into parking spots that you normally have to parallel into. <laughs> he'll just pull right in with <laughs> tight spots. Yes. Oh, how'd you do that? Slide his Don't worry about it. <laughs> Dude, let's open up a driving business. I'm fucking awesome at driving. Driving driving. school. We had to do a cool driving school, man. When I was a kid, I passed it the first time I tried. <laughs> I, I got the written shit, the, the driver's shit. I got all the information. I got the knowledge. My yeah, dad's man. got books. <laughs> I just need $100,000. Come on, man. Let's do this. Let's make money. Let's make money. We'll be under the Come on, man. We'll get some bitches. It'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. I would talk to the Coke guy first, and I would drive with the Coke guy first. Yeah. Look at that, folks. Well, also, I would... What what am I? I would probably try to drive too, but that was that fucks up everything. Oh, I would definitely drive yeah. if I had the option. Yeah. I would be the guy driving over the drunk driver or yeah. the coke driver. I would definitely. Yeah, but if you couldn't drive for you some strange drive. reason, like I'm I'm injured and I need somebody to take me to the hospital. The only only person is the coke friend or the drunk friend. Coke friend is taking me to the hospital. Yeah, or you're on The Walking Dead and you get picked up on the side of the road and you're just happy it's not a zombie and yeah. the dude is on coke. You gotta roll. Yeah, I would definitely if I had to fight zombies. <laughs> You'd want to do some. I coke. want the dude that's on coke with me fighting zombies. I would want the dude on PCP. Oh, PCP. Yes. Yeah, that's the kind. That's the motherfucker you want. Yes. But he would make irrational choices. What about? They do. They do crazy shit. But he'd be all. He have a strength or oh, meth. Somebody on meth fighting zombies. That's a good move too. Which yeah. is like an accelerated version of Adderall. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, somehow or another related. Adderall Except for and... the teeth the teeth part. That's the, the real accelerated. The teeth part? The teeth thing. What do you the mean? The teeth thing and the destroying your face thing. Oh, what do you With mean? With meth. With meth. Yeah. Oh, yeah, rot your teeth out? Rot your teeth Isn't out. Isn't it just and... any form of speed once they start doing speed? I think they forget to brush, too. That's part of it. Part of brush? Uh-uh. Just like meth speed. mouth is a is a real. I haven't I haven't done that much research on meth because it hasn't affected my life that much. <laughs> Isn't that messed up? Well, I mean, sometimes I research stuff that doesn't have to deal with me, but meth mouth is a is a real is a real issue. Dude, it's in Wikipedia. You're 100 percent right. Meth mouth as is a term by itself. It is. Look, there's a whole page <laughs> in Wikipedia. Meth mouth. Oh no. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah, go to meth mouth on Wiki. Yeah, so I don't it, think there's anything called Adderall mouth. That's just a dry mouth. You drink a lot of water. You end up is, hydrating yourself, you're in better health. This is insane. Oh, my God. Ugh, Dental man. condition characterized by severe decay and loss of teeth as well as fracture, enamel erosion, and other oral problems. <clears throat> Symptomatic of extended use of the drug methamphetamine. The specific cause of the condition is unknown, although drug-induced hmm, xerostomia, dry mouth. Why don't you just call it dry mouth? Why do you gotta get crafty with something <laughs> I can't even pronounce? <clears throat> as well as bruxism, which is grinding of the teeth, are thought to be involved. Wow, this is crazy. They grind their own fucking teeth off. That picture is a classic meth mouth. Like you could tell by yeah. looking at the other teeth. That person yeah. isn't even that fucking old. They just did some crazy shit to their teeth. Yeah. I hope the party was awesome. 
poor nutrition, eating too much sugar, lack of dental hygiene, common among long-term users of the drugs. I didn't know that meth users eat a lot of sugar, but that totally makes sense. The legitimacy of meth mouse as a unique condition has been questioned because of the similar effects of some other drugs on the teeth. Treating meth mouth is difficult. <laughs> yeah, because your teeth are gone. You can't. <laughs> yeah. The, the best treatment for meth mouth is uh, veneers. Yeah, you'd have to just chew them all down and get some dental implants. Get some new teeth. Some bulletproof teeth. Yeah, man. Yeah, have you ever seen a person have like a, like a tooth where they do the root? A, a dental implant? No, not dental oh, it's implant. crazy. I they, got veneers, though. I got TV teeth. You got some, uh, They what do they do? They scrape the outside off and put a beautiful shell yeah, on? Yeah, these, these front fours, TV teeth, oh, man. Those are beautiful. Let me say smile. Uh, oh, those are pretty. Yeah, man. Do they make them perfect? Is that what it is? That's how you got them? Yeah, because I had a chipped tooth and a gap, and I was like, man, I'm probably going to be on TV a lot in the next few years. Let me fix this real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so I got it fixed in... 2011 I got him fixed there's something sexy about a really hot girl with a gap in her teeth something like extra sexy like yeah girls with gaps used to connect with me like you got a gap I got a gap like not for long it doesn't bother me though (laughs) does it bother you if a pretty girl has a gap in her teeth no not at all not even a little bit right no not at all it was just my own thing I was like I'm gonna be on TV I don't wanna have cracked teeth on TV but a gap is different than snaggle teeth yeah if there's all they're all snaggled up like like my bottom teeth are kind of snaggle. Like, yeah. sure, this one, sure, one is one that goes back. It's yeah. all fucked up. I'm not going to get it fixed. I'm a man. Okay? And my <laughs> top ones are fine. I don't give a shit. But if I was a girl, yeah, nobody wants to look at a snaggly tooth mouth girl. Yeah, it's just, a, yeah, snaggly is, yeah, snaggly is not a good look. It's not good. When you get the extra teeth, those weird people that have extra teeth that pop out of the gums in yeah. weird spots. Yeah. That's, it's just, you know... All men are not created equal. <laughs> <laughs> but why do we give a fuck? Why why does anybody care about if someone's teeth are not perfectly in line? Like what is what part of our brain is being bothered by the lack of symmetry? Yeah, it's just that's what it is. It's just symmetry. I don't know what part it is, but people like symmetry. For the same reason it might I mean it wouldn't anger me, but if this painting was like a little bit off, I'd be like, Oh, what it's a little bit off. The other ones look they're on point, but if it was a little bit off I would I would notice it. It would fuck with you. It would I should, fuck with me. I should tilt Jimi Hendrix noticeably just to fuck with the next guest. Yeah. Just leave it there kind of cockeyed and not say shit about it. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Don't don't tell Adam Carolla I'm going to fuck with him. <laughs> I'm going to twist that shit up. Yeah. So it's just, I think, yeah, it's just a human brain likes, you know. Symmetry. Symmetry. Perfect lines, you know. Yeah, but why? But why? I don't know. At That's a certain a... point in time, logic should take over, but it doesn't. But that shit just looks good, man. Right. You know, I mean, just you like if somebody got a weird tooth, it's just the same reason why, you know, if your car got if your car got hit in the in the in the front headlight and smashed in a little bit, the car still runs well, but you want that shit fixed because it looks dumb. I agree with you hundred percent. I'm just trying to figure out why. Why? Shit we like shit that looks good, man. I know we do, but isn't but that why? weird, right? Why? Like are you a car guy? Do you like cars? I do like cars. Like what's your favorite car? I don't, I I had a few favorite actually favorite if they're listening I like the Lincoln MKS <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful car. Uh yeah, I like that car. That's a spaceship. Yeah, I like that car. Yeah. And uh what else? I mean, I like some Benzes. Yeah. Uh yeah, the, the, the was it is one Like pull the- pull up 
the 2014 Mercedes-Benz S-Class. Pull up a picture of this. Yeah. This is like, uh, you know, if you think about, like, the cream of the crop of, like, luxury automobiles, like a Mercedes-Benz. Like, there's no ugly Mercedes-Benz. They have yeah. a bunch of German scientists that are yeah. fucking trying to figure out what the symmetry is. What Pull up, I... get go to do a Google search of silver 2014 Mercedes-Benz S-Class. Look out! This is there. There's something beautiful about it, inescapably beautiful. Yeah. But when you look at the picture, like why? Like what the fuck is it? Like what is it about it's that design? Thing? And it's just yeah, it looks slick as fuck. Look at that. That the grill. That's, that's the grill a is a big spaceship. part of it. You can't say shit about that car. No one can say that's not a good looking car. Yeah, that's a masterpiece. Right. They they designed it to make it smooth and pro- if you get in that car and drive off, you're a motherfucker who's going somewhere. Yeah. Someone who sits in that car and. They're at, at traffic. Like, that's a guy who's doing, or a gal, yeah. who's doing well. Yeah. You have a beautiful car. Look yeah. at him and his Mercedes-Benz. It's a smooth car. Right, and it probably why? rides well. Why, is is it? It, why, is it th- why does it look good? Uh, well, why some things look good to you and they don't look good to me? Like, here's something. I have a friend who loves those fucking stupid Mercedes, uh, those bread truck looking things. Those old school ones like that are real square. The, uh, splinter or the... Uh, what are they called? Sprinter? They look like a Jeep. They look like a Jeep. But it's the big... Is I think you're talking about a Sprinter. It's Some people this use them as thing. tour bus. Oh, no, that one. That or the G5. Thing. Yeah, that's the one. I take it back. Mercedes doesn't make one ugly car. It's this one. That's ugly as far. Yeah, I wouldn't... I don't like... The, I guess it's just... But sometimes the brand can take <laughs> over. It is totally a takeover. That shit's square as fuck. But people love it. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. If someone gave me one, I would drive it. I'm sure it's lovely to drive. Right. Mercedes is, they're masterpieces of engineering. Yeah. But, you know, look at that and then, like, look at a new Range Rover. You want to look at, like, a beautiful SUV? Pull up the image of the, the new Range Rover and you see, like, a futuristic, beautiful-looking SUV. But it's why. Yeah. What is it? A, what? It, why do I like one or the other? I've, I've, I never can figure out what it is that appeals. I don't know what it is. It's just a... Uh... It's uh, it just varies by person. Like I got these shoes. Uh, a company sent me these shoes, and they sent me some shoes that look great, and they sent me some shoes. And I'm like, what the fuck? I would never <laughs> wear this. And so my little cousin, she was visiting me from college. She visited me in New York last week, and I was like, look at these ugly fucking shoes. They look like if Chester Cheetah wore purple. And she was like, those look great. Those what? I want to give those to my boy. Those shoes are awesome. I was like, what the fuck? And so it's just subjective. You know what I mean? People, yeah. people, you know, people's, it's just subjective. Some people's eyes like different things. Some people have different aesthetics and just tastes, and that's what it is. Because I thought those shoes were gross, and I will never wear I still won't ever wear them, but there's some people that might like those shoes. I thought, yeah. I'm totally with you. I always wondered, I want to, see, that's a new, uh, look at the difference between those two. This, this is a boxy-looking bread truck, and that's a spaceship. That's a beautiful spaceship. Yeah. I've always wanted to know what you see, I, like anybody, any yeah. other person. I always, I assume that everybody sees what I see. Right. I assume that you know when you're looking at Meth Mouth, you see the same thing I'm right. looking at when you're looking at these pictures. But I don't know. You know, I really don't know. I'm just guessing. I mean, imagine yeah. if you use somebody's eyes, if you yeah. see through somebody's, and the whole world's completely different, right. a totally exactly. different vibe, well, a complete. Do you mean see just as far as the visual or see as far as how people 
process things both with their brain. Well, both. that's a totally different. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, do you? You probably you you smoke, so you probably like. How do I look when I move around to other people? <laughs> <laughs> you ever see yourself on video and you're like, "Whoa, is that?" Really I move what around I like, like that. Oh shit! I was fat then. <laughs> that was a fat day. Oh man, should have got a haircut. Oh man, my posture. I had, actually, you know what's funny? <laughs> well, my I did uh, I did Letterman a couple years ago. And I hate it because my suit is horrible. But not only is my suit horrible, but my entrance is sucks. I walk out on Letterman and I'm like bounding now, like do 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 Like it's the worst. It's no comp. I mean, it's comp, but it's not like I don't look how I thought I looked when I was walking out. I'm like, yeah, I'm walking out on Letterman in my mind. And I see the video. Can you pull it up? When I see the video. I'm like, like it's not. It's just like real heavy. Look at. <laughs> or maybe I'm overanalyzing it too, but that suit is horrible. Look at that garbage There's suit. There's nothing wrong with that suit. That suit is garbage. What's man. garbage about it? The fit of it is tight. It's weird. I think I buttoned the wrong button. It's a weird fit. I think it's fine, man. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking with yourself. Did you did you get crazy? Were you high when you looked at this and got freaked out by it? No, it's just when it like yeah. I mean, me, my girlfriend gives me shit about it sometimes. Like she gives you shit about that video, that, that suit. Yeah, <laughs> that suit. She's like that suit was horrible. Or well, it's another time I wore a horrible suit because I got better suits now. So I'll see it. I'm like, man, that suit sucks. <laughs> Are you a suit guy? Do you get like your suits tailored? Shit? Uh, do you ever do that? I got my first tailored suit a, a few weeks ago for this event I did for the Bulls in Chicago. So I needed a suit last minute. So I like I splurged on a suit and got a nice one, and it was it was killing. And I'm making sure that I I wear as many events as I can just to get my money's worth for the suit. <laughs> That's a sign of being a grown up man. You yeah. get a nice suit. Yeah, it was it, fancy it's a, man. Yeah, it felt, they tailored it there, and it felt slick, and it was a it was a smooth suit. And then it, that's what made me realize that my other suits were garbage. When I put on a good suit, I was like, and then I'm like, this is this is how a suit should look. I looked at the other shit. I was like, oh fuck, I was on TV like that. My <laughs> every TV special I've ever done has been like a T-shirt or you know long sleeve T-shirt, jeans usually. Yeah, I don't want to dress in a way that I don't normally dress when I'm comfortable. Right, you know. Yeah, I I don't uh for my like for TV appearances just to or like uh late night shows like doing a set, I'll put on a suit just to out of respect for the show, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. But uh like for my special, my first one I just wore a button up and then my latest one I just I wore a jacket over uh I wore a nice jacket over a t-shirt, which is just this is amazing. Because people, like, that's just jeans and t-shirt, but you put a jacket, people are like, holy shit, you look great. Just, yeah, I just put a jacket over my regular shit. <laughs> <laughs> a jacket makes you look like you're a professional. But also it just makes people, you, you like, it's funny how clothes will determine how people just approach you and just how people treat you and how people talk to you and how people respond to the shit you have to say. Like, a, clo- a jacket or a suit will just change. Especially everything. if you're a young man. Yeah. You know, especially if you're like a man in his 20s. Yeah. A guy in his 20s with a suit is totally different than a guy in his 20s with a t-shirt. Yeah. It's, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's just, you would listen, that person seems more intelligent all of a sudden. They're like more you put, respectful. Yeah, yeah, more respectful. They, they, they it's weird that, that that that's, like, how did that, I think about that too. Like, how did suits become, how did that become the way to dress? Like, was one dude like, I'm going to wear this. And like, people were like, that looks good. Where do I get that shit at? Yeah, dude who has like a suit and tie on and is holding a clipboard 
automatically you take him seriously. You take him seriously. You defer to him. I got to ask him something. Let me be respectful. He might shut me down. He might ruin my life. He might ruin my night. The same kid with <laughs> flip-flops on and a T-shirt, a pair of shorts. Look at this piece of shit. <laughs> How did he get this job? <laughs> Who is he? <laughs> yeah, imagine if you went to uh, a Mercedes dealership and you wanted to buy one of those beautiful cars. Yeah. And the guy working behind the counter wearing fucking flip-flops and... Yeah, shorts. He wants to say he's telling you all this crazy shit about Mercedes, like yeah. Mercedes that the engineering is the finest in all of yeah. Europe, and what they do. Is <laughs> what, and you'd be like, I'm mean, gonna listen to this fucking idiot with stupid feet. I'm looking right. at his feet. <laughs> look at his feet. Look at his toes. He got something <laughs> in between his toes. But you know what I don't like is that sometimes people will use that against you. Where I'll, I'll stay at a nice hotel, and a person there's so sometimes people at the hotel they dress nice, and they'll they'll take on the vibe like they own the hotel. Yeah. He's like, relax. Relax a little bit. Uh, sir, we do not allow that in, in this Chateau Mamushma. And I'd be like, I want to say, sir, I think you make thirty to 50000 a year. <laughs> Calm down. Like they, but they talk like in this way. Like, like they they're own the king. The like, oh, relax a little bit. And so, like, maybe, and then maybe if I had on a suit, I'd be like, sir, you shut the fuck up. I am also a suit right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, right? If you wear flip flops and a dude is wearing a suit, he automatically is one up in you. Mm-hmm. And if you you could be a rich fucking dude, unless you got a crazy fat watch. If you show up, yeah. if you're checking into a fancy hotel and you're wearing the flip flops, but you got some stupid fucking gigantic twenty thousand dollar watch on your uh, and people know it, and you're gesturing with your hands a lot. It's yeah. this big fucking <laughs> chunky diamond crusted watch. Like, oh, okay, we got to listen to this guy. Yeah. Let him talk a little bit. He's got yeah. some money. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that's what I do. I actually like dressing horribly in in like high level situations. Like I love, I get upgraded or I fly first a lot, and I love being in like jogging pants. <laughs> I love being a young black dude in jogging pants in first class, <laughs> and people like who and with a with a fitted hat on and my headphones. And people are like, what the fuck is it? How did he? <laughs> How is he? Where is he? How do you think he? What do you think he? And my favorite thing, I don't know what it is, if it's my demeanor or whatever, but I like it because I like my, my, nobody ever talks to me at first. Just about nobody, nobody ever, I'm it's always. probably a rich, rich <laughs> celebrity. Nobody ever talks to me. In first class. Whereas my my girl, when she'll fly first, like I hear about her, she'll tell me, I talk to this business guy, was blah, 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 and I, I met this rapper who was on the plane with me, and this first, like these people will just babble monster her. Babble monster is a term my cousin made where some people just talk to you when you don't want them to talk. Like, or people monopolize oh, the conversation. Yeah. Babble monster. But people will just talk, obviously because she's a girl, but it's just a funny thing where people won't even engage usually with me on the plane. <laughs> I got an ear beating from me and Tommy Segura. Do you know Tom Segura? Yeah. Me and Tommy Segura were on a flight once, and this woman who was the uh, the attendant on yeah. the flight, she gave us the most unbelievable ear beating I've ever experienced in my life. Yeah. It was just staggering. Yeah. Her stamina, her her ability to not recognize clues. Her breath we control. Were, <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> we, she asked us if we would like some wine. And uh, we said, uh, sure. And I, I forget what Tommy asked for. He forgot, asked for Cabernet or mm-hmm. Pinot Noir. Like, do you have a, you know, you have a, whatever. He asked for a typical. And she started cracking some joke about the movie Sideways. Do you ever see that movie? I haven't. It's a movie about, um, it's with um, 
um, the dude from Wings. What's a fucking cool ass guy's name? Fucking shit. What's his name? The the dude Church. Uh, what the fuck is his name? Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah. Uh, who's a very cool guy actually. Um, and, uh, you know, it's all about wine and she, so she starts reciting this scene. It's like that scene and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, well, I've never really been into wine, but I'll tell you what, there was a guy once that, you know, blah, blah, blah. he had the bottle of wine he brings yeah. it to the restaurant and she's just going on and right. on and on. And I'm not exaggerating like 15 minutes. She won't shut the fuck up. Yeah. She's just hovering over this chair and we're panicking. This we, is in the, on a plane? On the fucking plane. This Which, is a flight attendant. On the fucking plane. Oh. She's leaning over the seat, just Beating us into submission with no. this stupid ass story, and so I start writing down. I, I I'm in the window seat, and he's in the aisle, so he's uh, stuck he's with us. So I, I beat. abandon him yeah. and just start looking out the window. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I have to start looking out the window. She won't stop. Uh. She just she's worked her way from the the quote from the movie Sideways to a story about a dude with wine yeah. to a story about her ex husband, and it's a fucking murderous assault See, on the eardrums. Probably time was probably so punch drunk at the time where he couldn't think. But should have went to the bathroom. Well, Tommy had a really interesting point because Tommy, I, I abandoned him and I left him to to be slaughtered by yeah. her, and he uh, he developed a psychological profile of her yeah. and say so he said, I think, because we were on a small plane, it was uh, a small flight. He yeah. goes, I think the reason why this lady's on a small flight is because other ladies don't want to work with her. Yeah. So they stick her on these small flights where she works by herself because she's clueless. Because uh, she doesn't know when to shut the fuck up and everybody wants to get away from her. Oh, uh, wow. So they just stick her on these so little like one flights. A, one hour, hour and a half type flight or something like that? Yeah, it wasn't a very long flight. Yeah. I forget where we were going. But the beating, the just... Yeah. <laughs> Just brutal ear beating this broad gave. Yeah, it's tough. And it's just, you don't want to feel like a bad person. Like, it's exactly. tough. Even though in your brain, it's just tough socially. But hey, can you shut the fuck up? Or is this, but it's just, it's tough to do, especially in a confined space like that. Uh, in, an air, in an airplane, I mean, in a social situation, it's easier because you could just say, yeah, I'm about to go go to, the, go to the bar. You need anything? I'm going to get, and they usually don't need a drink, but that's the way to cut people off. Like, yeah. I'm going to get a drink. Yeah, you, or you say, excuse me, i got to use the restroom. I, I hate to be rude, but I have to use the yeah. restroom. And then I would just drop my phone and start looking for yeah. it in between the seat, and hopefully it would just she would find a reason to keep walking. Yeah. But she, w- she would do it not just to us. She did it to everybody she decided to stop with. Oh, we shit. watched her. She, when she got done beating us up, she went over to somebody else and beat them up. So she was a social terrorist. She was a terrorist. <laughs> she won, too. The terrorist won on that night. I got to jump out real quick to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah. Go ahead. Don't worry about it. I'll tell everybody about uh, my show I got coming up soon. A lot of people, folks, they, they can't handle these three-hour conversations. They don't develop the bladder control that a man like me has. You notice a man like me sitting here two hours plus in? I'm not feeling it. I'm fine. Two hours and ten minutes. By the way, if you ever watch a UFC, this is an inside joke, and you hear me talking, only me talking while the fighter is walking from the uh, back room to the cage, that means Mike Goldberg went to pee because Mike Goldberg pees like crazy. I don't know what's going on with Mike Goldberg. He tells me everything's fine. I believe him. But I, I have a hard time believing a man can pee as much as Mike Goldberg pees. I don't I don't even understand it. It doesn't even make sense to me. Like I'll go to take a leak, don't get me wrong, cuz I'm a lot of times I'll have a cup of coffee there, I'll have a, a couple of bottles of water, you want to keep hydrated while you're screaming and yelling. So I will get up and go to take a leak. But 
I'll do it, and then an hour later, like, he'll do another one. Like, we'll go pee together, and this motherfucker will pee again inside of an hour. And I don't know how he does it, but he'll, the most he ever did so far in a, in a UFC event is six. He peed six times. My uh, co-host yeah. in the UFC, Mike Goldberg, who's yeah. a great guy, but likes to pee. So apparently he enjoys running out to the bathroom and taking leaks. Is he drinking a lot of water or is he just like... Drinks a lot of water and drinks, you know, Red Bulls and shit like that too yeah. while we're doing the broadcast. To stay he up. six times an hour? No, in a show. In a in show. A, in a whole UFC show, which is like six hours worth of fights. Oh, that's... I mean, if he's, you know... Getting... Sort of. Still ridiculous. If you're yeah. a man, you, you know, this is what you're doing, sit down. Yeah, if you're doing... I guess if you're doing TV or rock... Yeah. Strengthen your pee. Yeah. But uh, for, you know, just... For most people, um, as they get older, apparently that becomes an issue. Dudes develop prostate problems. Yeah. And your, your, your prostate enlarges. I know this because I had to get my dog fixed. My dog's prostate enlarged so much that it was constipating I thought him. your dog fix was a, a, a metaphor. <laughs> no. <laughs> prostate I noticed how I get the I had dog. to get like, my weasel oh. repaired. I'm like, oh, shit. Is this what happens after 40? <laughs> no, my dog was six, and he's... Uh, He's um, he developed uh, an enlarged prostate. I had to get him fixed. Shit, Johnny Cash no longer has balls. He seems happy though. Yeah, but he was he was actually getting constipated because of it. It was really interesting. Like it was blocking up, it was pinching where his colon is. Yeah, poor dog. They uh, when I was on that uh, goat farm uh, working with them, they had they had me. Uh, I I was milking a goat, and then they brought one goat in. They had me bring this this one young uh, male goat, and they're like, uh, "You want to name him?" And I was like, "Yeah, name him, name him Hannibal." And they're like, "You sure?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And then they band, they were like, "We're gonna band him," and they put a band around his balls, and so they they do like a delayed castration, yeah. where it's not like they cut it off, they they put the band on, and then the balls just fall off. Yeah, like, two weeks later. But I didn't like that they told me to they they set me up to name him. Uh, and then the, they were like, and now, yeah, he's not going to have balls in a little while. Like, that's pretty shitty of y'all. Well, they were going to do that anyway. They were going to do it anyway, but they didn't have to have me hold him as they did it. Yeah, that's kind of fucked. Yeah. To them, it's normal, you know? To them, it's normal. But no, it was, I mean, it was, I guess it'll be all right TV, but that, I, this shit kind of <laughs> made me feel weird. <laughs> you know, human beings do that to themselves sometimes, too. That's like one of the ways that men castrate themselves. Is they, they use like rubber bands and tighten it all up and it all just goes dead and then they saw it off. Wait, who? What type of dudes are castrating themselves? There's a lot of crazy fucking people out there, man. There's um there was a wedi- a website um called uh, BME Extreme that's from the there's a video called the BME Pain Olympics. Yeah, uh, explain se- that acronym, please. Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, there's no real BME Pain Olympics. Ex- it's not real, but they called this video the BME. Don't pull that up. But there's a a video of a bunch of dudes hacking their dicks off and cutting their balls out, and people have done it. It's definitely happened, and they've done it on video. These people have cut their fingers off on video and put the video online, cut the tip of their finger off with a sword. People That's are fucked. Yeah, yeah, people it's are fucked because those are like one-off activities. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't repeat you can't, that. Like, yeah, and the repeat. Last year's champion. <laughs> like, no, you. That's a one-off. Was it worth it? I yeah, hope so. Some weird thing where some people like to do that for whatever reason. They wanna, they wanna <sighs> castrate themselves. Like they, like it's, it's, it's more common than not. In fact, Maybe you know that's what them trying to, you know, release themselves from just being, you know. Wanting sex so much, like 
you know, the way I deleted my Twitter app. <laughs> exactly. And, but then they realized they wanted it afterwards. But, you know, I could reinstall Twitter. Well, you know, supposedly, I had read this about Nikola Tesla, the famous inventor, yeah. that he did something. He didn't ex- explain what he did, but in quotes, destroyed his sexuality. He had some really confusing uh, love situation with some woman, apparently, and he just got, just ruined everything, ruined his life, ruined his work. He just got messed up with some chick and then decided to, in quotes, destroy his sexuality. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but... You're talking about a guy, Nikola Tesla, who was a crazy genius inventor who also was in love with a pigeon. Thought this pigeon, he was in love with this pigeon, had this weird romantic interest in a pigeon before he died. He was completely off the rails. So does he deserve to have a car named after him or not? I don't get it. He's a bad motherfucker, he was, even though he's yeah. crazy. Humans are never perfect. No one, no one retires with an undefeated record, not even Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Along the way, he takes some losses. Yeah, you know? I mean, losses and, uh, you know, making out with a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think but he I ever guess... made out with it. I think he just was in love with a pigeon. In love with a pigeon know? and destroyed his own... Again, that's what I read. That could yeah. be propaganda. Right. I'm exposing propaganda left and right. So yeah. that, it might be it might be propaganda. It might not be real. Like Napoleon, well, did you know Napoleon wasn't short? Whoa. That's a mind fuck. In fact he was taller than average for the time. Well he's like five eight? Five six, I think. Five he was. six? Yeah, for France. Let's find out. Napoleon. Napoleon's real height. But I mean that's a standard, right? Oh, he's got a Napoleon complex. A right. standard. Five foot six, yeah. So back then when people had no fucking nutrition whatsoever, that was actually taller than average. Okay. So uh, so Napoleon complex just means you want to take de- over shit. Yeah, it depends. <laughs> this actually, this one actually says 5.7. Five, five, uh, five foot seven inches, this one says. Whatever it was. For then, back then, that wasn't nearly as short as it is now. Like I'm 5'8 and I'm short. For today, for 2014, when people have good nutrition, yeah. But back then, that was actually a tall guy. Like there was a regular sized guy. It yeah. was like a guy who was like five eleven. Wow. Yeah, it's like normal. Maybe not even five. It's five eleven, five ten. What is average? Five nine, some something like that. Five eight. I don't know. I'm, about, I'm about five ten. All right, let's find so, out. I got a Napoleon complex. <laughs> What's the average height? What's the average American height? What's the average? Male American height. Okay, let's see. I'm saying 5'9". The average U.S. is 5'10". Wow. The yeah. average? Yep. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. That's, what that's not average. That's what they're saying. Is that, that high, taller than average? What do you think? I think average would be maybe... Well, this one thing says 5'10". Average male American height. Average female male U.S. Uh, is 5'10". inches. Okay. Yeah, it says here's another one. U.S. male, 5'10". inches. I'll take it. I haven't done as much research as them. Yeah. It's just, I've just been like me and my friend. Well, I think it goes up. I think it's gone up definitely since I was born. And I think part of it is nutrition. People understand things, and they also understand not to smoke when you're in the womb. I think that fucked <laughs> that fucked a lot of kids up. A lot of women used to smoke when they were they were pregnant. My mom smoked. Yeah, yeah, and she smoked for me and my sister. She apologized to you? Nope, we don't bring it up. Really? 
What's she gonna do? Apologize for the past. I guess right. Let yeah. it go. Gives a fuck. Let it go. Okay, now it's yeah, yeah. Basically, basically, almost every one of these studies shows it's about five foot ten from for for now. Okay, in the U.S., which is interesting because it's definitely gone up. Uh, over. Uh, see what is that? It's, uh, average. This is the Netherlands, the USA, France, and Japan. Average man. So Japan is the shortest with BMI and. But cho- Japan's changing too, though, man. There's a lot of much bigger dudes in Japan now than there was like during the World War II days. They're way bigger. So what is the, what's the theory behind uh, Japanese dudes having the shortest? Is it just because they don't uh, mix with other races as much, and so it's just their could own be. genetics? Could be. Um, it could, there's a lot of factors it could be. It could be also that it's an island. You know, it's yeah. not, not the biggest place in the world. You know, it's not a tiny island. It's not like, re- on real islands, like real small places, they have a thing called island dwarfism. Yeah. Where things on that island are, like, that's, if you, have you ever seen that, that uh, little creature that they found? Homo floriensis. He's the yeah. hobbit man that they found that lived like 14,000 years ago. No. You never seen that? No. Oh, fascinating shit, man. 14,000 years ago, there was little people that lived alongside human beings that looked just like you or I. Mm-hmm. And they were these little tiny, like, hobbit-like creatures. They were, like, three feet tall. And they were a type of human being. Not like human, not like Neanderthal. Pull up the, the images. Like, there's an, there's an image of uh, Homo floriensis that they made, the hobbit man. And uh, this, in this island of Flores, they found one and they thought it was like maybe a child's bone or something like that. Yeah. But then they realized that it was uh, structurally different than a human being's. And they thought it might have been just an aberration, like someone who had some sort of a disorder. And then they started finding more of them. And then they found out that they buried their young. They would find like little graveyards and shit. Yeah. They found stone tools. They realized they used tools and evidence of use of fire. Pretty, pretty insane shit. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's not that long ago, man. 14,000 years ago. And what's really crazy is there's people that think that there's something like that that's still alive today. Just in a small, their own island. Small islands, yeah. See, that's that gives you an, an idea of it. But there's some, some good images of those things. But then you see, like, with uh, the Neanderthal, gorillas, human beings. Like, look how little those fucking things were. And yeah. they were t- a type of people. Right. That's freaky Damn. shit, man. That is true. Yeah. And it's a real thing. I mean, it really existed. What is the big guy on the far right? Not in the end at all, but the guy next the to stick? him. Yeah, who's that dude? Jesus. That's a big fucking dude. That looks very ape-like, too. Like, look how long his arms are. That's Jesus. That. What's it say? I can't read it. Middle, I don't know. Yeah, whatever it is. We're glad we moved past that. Those dudes would be running <laughs> shit. <laughs> if they were still around, that looks like a combination of, like, uh, homo sapien and, like, almost like a gorilla. Like, look how extra long his arms are. I mean, it might be just the artist's depiction. Yeah. That looks like a scary cat to run into on the savannah. Fuck all that. Well, apparently there was a, a bunch of um, people that lived in Russia, too, as recently as I think it was 40,000 years ago that were completely different than, than Homo sapiens, too. Another uh, different 40, type. 40,000? 40,000 years ago. Wow. Denensians or something like that? Here, let me pull that up. Uh, Russian new type of person type. Of human 40,000 years ago. Have you been to Japan before? Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. It's incredible. It's a really interesting place because um, it's, it's, first of all, incredibly clean. 
and unbelievably polite and like really almost crime free completely. Yeah. Like when you walked on the streets, you don't worry about shit. Every I mean, you're in a major metropolitan area like Tokyo, yeah, and it seems like the most peaceful place on earth. Very little aggression. Everyone's very polite. People are like like whether it's shopkeepers or restaurant owners or mm-hmm. like when you're walking on the street, you don't have any sense of chaos like you have in New York City. Right. It's real orderly. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. I want to yeah. go there. Yeah, fo- oh, here's it is. It's in uh this is in the National Geographic. DNA reveals lost relative from forty thousand years ago. Russian researchers dug up uh, a sliver of human finger bone from an isolated Siberian cave. The team stored it away for uh, later testing, assuming that the nondescript fragment came from one of those Neanderthals uh, who left a, a welter of tools. I don't even know what a welter is. I never even heard that expression. Welter? Welter of tools. Should I be... Yeah. Well, no. Uh, what is, uh, have you ever heard of that? What's a... W-E-L-T-E-R. Welter of tools. And it came between thirty and 48,000 years ago. Nothing about the bones seemed extraordinary, but the genetic material told a different story. When the German researchers extracted and sequenced the DNA from the fossil, they found that it did not match that of Neanderthals or of modern human beings, which were also living nearby at the time. So new genetic data revealed that the bone may belong to a previously unrecognized extinct human species that migrated out of Africa long before our known relatives. That's 40,000 years ago, man. There was a different type of fucking human. That went to Russia? That was in Russia and Siberia. From Africa? Yep. So Africa sucked back then? Well, people always keep walking, dude. They just keep going. That's just within us. We keep going. I guess maybe. People get to California and then they decide to move to Maui. Like, let's just keep right. going. But yeah, just keep going. they got direct flights, though. <laughs> Not back then. Just walk. Back then they had That's boats. crazy. Yeah. Like, let's just, that wasn't, was that boats back? Th- that was just. 40,000 years ago, most likely no boats. Just straight up walking and walking and walking. Yeah, they're starting to fucking backdate boats, though. They've uh, they've backdated boats quite a bit. I think they found evidence of uh, tuna, like oldest evidence of tuna, like way earlier than they ever thought. Oldest known tuna boat tuna boat the imagine the first dude to make a boat was like man i gotta get the fuck out of here i don't even know where i'm going (laughs) well they they had it wow dude sweat this they had boats they were fishing boats in 310 a.d the earliest known boat was made it's a seven thousand year old boat found in kuwait that's the earliest known boat but now they found evidence of deep sea fishing, forty-two thousand years old. A boat. This is the newest shit. Well, they found evidence of of uh, of tuna bones, and tuna are deep sea fish. So someone had to go out there and get these motherfuckers. The earliest known boats found in France and Neanderthal are only ten thousand year, years old, but. Archaeologists know that they don't tell the whole story. Wood and other common boat-building materials don't preserve well in the archaeological record. And the colonization of Australia and the nearby islands of Southeast Asia, which began at least 45,000 years ago, required sea crossings of at least 30 kilometers. So they know that 45,000 years ago, someone had a boat that could go about 60 miles. Right? Isn't that what it is? Kilometers? 100 kilometers is 62 miles? No, the opposite. Yeah. So it's less. Kilometers less than a mile, correct? Okay. So yeah. a little bit little bit more miles than that, like double. Yeah, hundreds, yeah. Wow. Sixty something like that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, whether or not these migrants put it is that how it goes? Because 
kilometer. Wait, is, how many kilometers again? How many? Like cl- Thirty miles. kilometers. Thirty, 30 kilometers is twenty miles. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. So it's less. Miles are less than kilometers, right? Yeah. yeah. Right, because hundred kilometers an hour is sixty-two miles an hour. All right. Yes. Okay. So thirty kilometers, probably twenty-ish, 20, yeah, 20-ish miles in a boat, forty-five thousand years ago. Yet whether these early migrants put out to sea deliberately in boats or simply drifted from the tides in rafts meant for near-shore exploration as a matter of fierce debate. So they at least had that. This is crazy, man. That's crazy that they think people were deep-sea fishing 40 fucking thousand years ago. People had to eat. Yeah, but, I mean, it's amazing. They found half of the fish in these areas... Um, that these uh, people lived in uh, off of Australia 42,000 years ago. Half of the fish they found were uh, tuna and sharks that live in deep water. They also found a fish hook from a mollusk shell, a mollusk shell, and dated it to 23,000 years ago. That's incredible. People were fucking doing some crazy shit back then, man. People, had, people were hungry and they were tired of deer. <laughs> yeah, well, and cows and like we were saying, man, they just, they keep going. People keep going. They came here from fucking Africa. Even if they this this these dudes that went from Africa all the way to Siberia, and then they died there. Yeah, was it that hot? It was the heat that did it, right? Could be a million. What's things. the re- no food competition? No food driven away by predators, yeah. driven away by other humans. Who knows? Man. But driven away that far, like, we got to keep. There's a lot in between Africa and Russia. And if they were doing it on foot, fucking A, man. 40,000 years ago, they might have been doing it on foot. It's very yeah. possible. They prob- might not have even had horses. Just walking. Or shoes. They probably figured out shoes, right? Or they might not have needed them. Leaf, leaf feet. I don't know. <laughs> Leaf feet? Have you ever seen that show? Uh, I forget what it was called. Dual Survivor or something like that. And there was two dudes and they would go wandering around surviving in the woods. Yeah. Like their whole thing was surviving. Like they would do a thing like Survivor Man, but there was two of them. Is it a competition? No, they would just survive. Oh, okay. They would just show you how you would create a, a house and this is how you go catch fish and this is how you uh, protect yourself from rainstorms. But one dude, everywhere he went, he would go barefoot. His name was Cody. I think Cody. He's got the nastiest feet of all time. He has like thick calluses all over the bottom of his feet like a shoe because he never takes his fucking, he never puts his shoes on. He walks everywhere. So the skin on his feet is just hard as a rock. Yeah, that's that's disgusting. It's pretty disgusting. Probably when he comes to people's place, they ask him to put shoes on. <laughs> yeah, they come out. Cody's coming over your house. You give him your slippers. <laughs> no, you keep them. You can keep them, man. You got to cover those fucking nasty feet. This is, I eat in this house. I don't know what's flying off of your feet while you're yeah. wandering around. Ugh. Oh, that is nasty. There's something particularly offensive about feet. Like someone can have some, you know, you can have dry skin on your forearm. And it doesn't yeah. really bother people. But if you got some, that's his foot. That's his foot? Yeah. He's rubbing it with a rock. Yeah. Why is he rubbing it with a is rock? Is that a callus or like some type of fungus? That white thing? Or that's a... What am I looking know. at? Are you hey. looking at a foot. <laughs> but no, it's two other things there. That's a big toe. Okay. He's got what his about big the white, toe right pulled there. back. What is, that? what is that? That's his toe? Mm-hmm. It is wrapped? Yeah. I think what he's doing is he's pulling his toe oh. back and he's rubbing it with a rock to make maybe I thought that down. was like... I thought the white part... Uh, I thought that his was... Foot too much. <laughs> if I get hard, I'll get scared. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know why he made that choice. He, I'm sure he knows about shoes. It's got to be a more effective strategy. Marketing. <laughs> he wanted to stand That's out. That's true, right? He wanted to stand out from the other guy, be more memorable, get me- mentioned on the Joe Rogan podcast. That's a good and point, it worked man. Out. It did work out because the other dude, he, nobody name? knows who the fuck he is. Yeah. That's so true. Marketing is so important. Yeah. Like, what, if, what does everybody know about Einstein? He's got this fucking crazy hair, man. Yeah. Not just the Eagles MC Square. They know what he looked like. It's all hair. wild and yeah. nutty. Yeah. Nikola Tesla. No one knows what that dude looks like. No. Why? Because he was a slick little Croatian dude. Very slim, yeah. wore, wore a suit and tie, looked normal. Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck about that guy. Nobody cares. Nobody plays Nikola Tesla for Halloween. But people will dress up like Einstein. Everybody knows you're Einstein. Exactly. Got to get your look. Have you ever thought about uh, a look? Like perhaps like maybe something that people will remember you? I mean, you're talking about a cage, uh, catchphrase for a pig hunting. <laughs> like maybe maybe you need like, you know, something. That really a catchphrase, a type of outfit or something. Yeah. Uh, get the same outfit every time. Has uh, anybody ever done that? Same Do outfit? Have, yeah, like a Bruce Lee outfit. Oh, like a Bruce Lee outfit? No. no, Bruce Lee wore that Game of Death outfit. And if you see anybody in a yellow tracksuit with yeah. black stripes, you automatically think of Bruce Lee. Uh, remember when he fought Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and he had the tracksuit? I don't remember. You don't remember, dude? Yeah, Come I on, see it. son. you never seen that tracksuit? <laughs> Come on. I haven't seen a lot of the essential movies or television. You've I know never uh, seen Bruce Lee movies? I've seen a couple. Gabriel Iglesias is a comic that does that with his shorts. That's a good point. And he has the he has the painting or uh, silhouette of him behind it uh, uh, as part of his stage set. Oh, does he? Always, yeah. Oh. Always shorts and uh, the Hawaiian shirt or something. And always a silhouette, even when he's at clubs. Not a silhouette, but like a like a the logo will be behind him. And now I'm talking about for specials on oh, TV. Oh, for a special. Yeah, and probably if he plays, you know, he plays like yeah. Huge places, so probably have some type of set piece or something. He does huge places and he does clubs too. Like Gabriel will do like uh he'll do like nine shows in a week. He'll yeah. do like a six PM show, he'll do an eight PM show, a ten PM show, and a midnight show. Yeah. He's he's crazy like that. He does early shows for kids, like families can come. Yeah. Do like a five PM show when it's light out. Wow. He I think he holds the record for the most consecutive sellouts at the Ice House. Sold out like some insane amount of shows in a row. Like he was there for two weeks in a row, like every day. Yeah, does Monday night shows and shit. I haven't seen him live. I've seen this, he brings a lot of people with him. Brings like a lot of stand ups. Supports with a lot him. of dudes. Yeah, and yeah. just he he like you know supports there. He's a genuinely good guy. Like uh, as far as like I remember uh, Trevor Noah used to tour with him, and he Trevor and he and Gabriel was like, you got to get merch, man. And so Gabriel. <laughs> Got him some shirts made up, and then Trevor said he was killing it on merch after shows and shit. Yeah, people love to buy shit if you got a catchphrase. Yeah, you know, man. <laughs> if you got something. Bam, bam, we're eating ham. <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> we need to make one, man. Come on, dude. Do it. We'll, go, we'll take you pig hunting, and when, when you kill a pig, you got to say that. Yeah. That'll be your shit. And then we'll start making t-shirts. I'm definitely. You don't get high when you hunt, show. do you? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I know people who do. I know a dude who deer hunts high. Yeah? Yeah, he likes it. He's an old hippie. He, he, uh, he smokes a little weed and goes out there. and He don't look like a hippie, but right. there's a lot of hippie in him. Mm-hmm. He loves to take a one-hitter, take a blast, and then go out and uh, go hunting. Feels yeah, I feel like, like you're more in tune with nature. Yeah, I feel like if I shot an animal high, I'd freak out. Like, oh, no. <laughs> I've just taken life. 
it was once alive. Now because of my actions, it isn't alive anymore. Yeah, let's freak out probably. Yeah. But you wouldn't get bummed out if you went and ordered a cheeseburger. If like, you went to In N Out, you're so disconnected from the process. Just yeah. it's just deliciousness. It's just real fast too. Do you think that's a part of human evolution? Is that there's a reason why we're moving past this whole hunting gathering thing? And that in the future, that not only will not be necessary, but like we won't even have those desires anymore. No, I think it's just it's uh convenience, man. Mm-hmm. People got jobs and shit. We can't be shooting pigs. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. But so if your lifestyle can sustain that that, you know, going out there and waiting for two hours and taking a shot and skinning it and then cutting it and putting it on a grill and doing all that, then it's cool. But you know, the reason food is processed how it is is just because people don't have time to be fucking with that. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. people with regular jobs absolutely don't have time. But there's also uh, people don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. When the people are moving away from it. And I wonder if that is all a part of the process that's going to lead people to develop artificial food that's mm-hmm. just like food that you get from animals. Right. Because they've already figured out how to do that. They've already made science. They, they figured out how to make some sort of an artificial steak. It was unbelievably expensive, like $250,000 or something like that to create this meat that they grew in a test tube or in a laboratory somewhere. Yeah. But that, I think that maybe like that's like the first echoes of this sort of cultural shift from, from being hunter-gatherers mm-hmm. to being able to go to the grocery store to there's no need to kill an animal because we're going to make artificial meat and everybody would just eat scientifically created meat that's totally nutritious and healthy. They'll fuck it up for a couple of years and (laughs) some of it will, you know, some people get like some weird Crohn's disease and shit like that from the artificial meat, but then eventually they'll get it down so it's even more nutritious than like wild game. I don't know if I want to go that route. Mm. I don't know either, but I think it's inevitable. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a reason why, um, I think it's the transition. There's a reason why people find hunting distasteful. Even people, some people that eat meat, mm-hmm. they don't even want to know how the animal dies. They don't want to be a part of it. They don't want, they certainly don't want to see a video and they definitely don't want to go shoot an animal. Right. So why do they like meat? Like that why do they, taste okay, good, it man. tastes delicious, but yeah. why are they okay with that? Because I think there's like, that's like the bridge between us and then the new us, which mm-hmm. just figures out how to do everything synthetically. Just yeah. recreate it, just like they could recreate everything. I mean, they're going to recreate people for sure. If we stay alive for another thousand years, if human beings are still on this planet a thousand years from now, we will have artificial humans that are indistinguishable. It'll be some 100% Blade Runner shit. A thou- yeah, I feel like a thousand years is going to get weird. I can't, I th- I, sometimes I think about the future and get bummed out that I won't get to see how crazy it is. You might. Just based on how it, it, it the shift has been during my lifetime, you say I might. You might. It might be so crazy you might actually get to see five hundred years from now. <laughs> I'm not bullshitting, man. The, the the if you pay attention to guys like Ray Kurzweil and all these uh, futurists that are at the cusp of technology that really understand the what innovations are being created and all the different things they have on the pipeline. Yeah, like, they're getting pretty close. They're getting pretty close. They say that the the person that's alive today is going to be the first person to live to be 150 years old. Wow. Yeah, and they think that that's just today. That that person will probably be alive to meet a person who lives to be a thousand. 
I just Damn. made that. I just made that up. But, but <laughs> you seems, said it with such like confidence, it. man. I mean, I only made up the part about that person would probably be yeah. But the hundred fifty thing—that's pretty much consensus. Hundred fifty. I mean, but that's a lot. But yeah, that, that feels time. more feasible because what is the latest? Has been one hundred seventeen, hundred twenty, something like that. Or? It's hard to tell because it's hard to find out who's telling the truth when they get to be that old. Those old uh, cunts they don't even have fucking paperwork. They don't give a fuck. They ain't got nothing, <laughs> nothing to lose. Nobody's gonna challenge them. Like, yeah, you do look old as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we believe you. What's the point? Society needs this story anyway. Yeah, who is? Let's take a guess. I'm gonna say 122 years old. Oldest the oldest. Person ever. I think. I think it's 117, 118. Yeah, is the oldest person. Let's recently. find out right now. Oldest person ever was 116 years old. Oldest living person. The oldest ever was 122. Oh wow. Yeah, she's from France. What about the? What about those Bible folks? <laughs> oh, the 600 year old Noah. <laughs> <laughs> what about those folks? Well, I think their calendars were dog shit back then. Their they were talking about weeks. Yeah, their <laughs> calendars were written down on stones. Happy birthday. It's Monday. Yeah, the idea that those people lived 600 years, that's hilarious. But yeah. what, if, what if back then what was going on is they were super technologically advanced and then the <laughs> flood came along and fucked ah! everything up and they had to start from scratch? And what if Noah really was 600 years old? Because Noah was a part of an ancient civilization that was far more advanced. Yeah. And that's why God got pissed. These yeah. motherfuckers, these dummies are living to be 600 years old. All right, fuck this. I'm yeah. just going to start with Noah. I'm just going to, Noah, you seem like a good guy. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's also ridiculous that we are uh, the children of Noah's incest. Yeah. Was it Noah's incest? Who else is, who, who fucks? I mean, how many people are left? It's Noah and how many people? It's family, right? Oh, you mean, oh, you mean, yeah, his incest, uh, yeah. I mean, he didn't bring along a bunch of hot Swedish chicks for excellent genetic material and right. just shoot loads into all right. of them. Allegedly. And even if he did, just that small gene pool. If Noah brought over 50 people and just fucked those 50 chicks, it was just him and 50 chicks, the whole yeah. human race would be a mess. The yeah. whole human race. All crazy interbreeding. It would take generations to fucking fix all that shit. Right. No, yeah, it's not. I'm not a... That stuff is all goofy. <laughs> <laughs> it's goofy stuff. It's definitely goofy, but yeah. uh, they're, they're still, there's people to this day that still believe it. A, a, giant, a giant percentage. A giant, a giant percentage. It's very passionate about it, too. It's... Uh, I try not to get into it with those types. Well, they don't. I mean, I don't. I don't. I'm never in situations where I'm talking with a religious person or debating. I talk about it in my stand up a little bit, and uh, pretty much that's it. But it is. It does baffle me a little bit. Well, people get mad on Twitter. Yeah. Why don't you go after the Muslims? You're always going after us Christians. First uh, of all, because Muslims are a more dangerous target, dummy. <laughs> okay, what are you pretending? Yeah. And second of all, because you're right here. You're right here. Right yeah. here in America. Land of the free, home of the brave. Like, yeah. We believe in zombies. And my family has Christians. Yeah. <laughs> I grew relatable. up Catholic. It's more relatable. I yeah. grew up Christian. So it's just a different... Yeah. Yeah. This is, a, this is also a, a much more ridiculous place to get hoodwinked. You know, we're not living in some backwards fucking crazy culture that's run by some, well, sort of are, but not as much so as these ancient cultures. Yeah. These cultures that have been... You know, there there a lot of their ideas about what people shouldn't shouldn't do are thousands of years old. They've stuck them. Right. Yeah, it's just it's really weird that I, I talk about if people getting the Holy Ghost sometimes. You oh, that's great! It? I love what, that what Pentecostals. 
Pentecostals and uh, Baptists where mm-hmm. people just like, <laughs> like, really? Is that, are you doing that? Is that, that it makes you feel like that. The Lord makes you dance. And speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. Is that you? Did, do you, you, did you just want to do that and you just had this excuse, using religion as an excuse? Like, are you speaking? What is, it's just, uh, that's, that's confusing when it's just, when they, when religion turns into a, a reason for people to just act out and be weird publicly. I like when they do it on TV. Yeah. You ever see Robert Tilden? You know who that guy is? Uh, probably by face if he's a if he's a religious dude. He's one of the most re- ridiculous all time dudes. But yeah. uh, he he would like in the middle of his broadcast. Oh, so so la makalaka simatala. Just <laughs> totally, completely, obviously fake language that he was making up on the spot. Yeah. Very repetitive. <laughs> very unlike a real language. Yeah. That varies in tone and and, and sounds. Right. He's uncreative with his like it keeps repeating the same sounds over and over again. Yeah, it stinks. Because <laughs> I can understand, I understand the, the structure of it. That's him. Yeah. Oh, Let's man. hear. Is, is he speaking in tongues here? And bread for eating will also provide and multiply. Oh, that's, that's the opening of the windows of heaven. This is oh, this is the thing. farting preacher the video. Yeah. Thing. I want to hear him talking in tongues. Are, are they just putting in fart sounds? Yeah, they're putting fart sounds while he's. It's, it's very juvenile. YouTube is pretty hilarious. Yeah, I'm going to take this preacher. Fart sounds, gunshot <laughs> noises. You know what this needs? I'm going to do a super cut of this, but I'm going to put this song over it so it looks like he's singing to this. You know what else you, uh, the, the internet figured out that uh, people outside the internet ever figured out? Memes. Yeah. Those memes. Yeah, with pictures with words. Like a picture a picture of you, bam, bam, we're eating ham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, without a doubt, someone has made that. It's already happening. For, without it's... a doubt. I'll go to my message board right now, and I guarantee you there is a photo up on my message board that says, bam, bam, we're eating ham, and it shows you. And if not... Oh, you, because that's your time, catchphrase. No, oh, it's your both catchphrase. Of us. You, you said it, man. But I'm not hunting. I don't need it. Man, I'm a, I ghostwrite. I ghostwrite sometimes. But you man. said it. You said it. <laughs> if, if you said it, it's up there, man, without a doubt. I guarantee you it's up there. If it's not up there by the end of this broadcast, someone will at least be working on it. That's the beauty of the internet, man. It is crazy. It's oh, cute. it's the greatest thing ever, man. We're yeah. so lucky as comics to 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 be able to to release specials and shit in this time. Yeah. Like your special is going to be on Comedy Central air Saturday night? Yeah. But it also you could get it online right now. Right. Right? For the people that don't want to wait, they want to have Fuck it on waiting. their computer. Go get that shit. Fuck waiting. Get it. And can you play it on iPads and everything? iPads, everything, yeah. You can play it on your phone, everything. Yeah, I think phone also, yes. Beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, see, look at that. This is a beautiful time for, for stand-up distribution, instant access, where we could say, hey, man, Hannibal's a funny motherfucker. You need to go see live from Chicago. Boom. Someone can go online, and at the end of my sentence, they're already in the, they're already yeah. clicking in, and yeah. it's incredible. It is, it is a good time. Yeah, I mean, PayPal, and, boom. And, and that's, the, the, that's what the- Amazon one-click. The beauty, Are you fucking shitting me? The beauty is of Twitter and things like that too is I find out about new music or I find out about news and different things. Or if I'm yes. in New York, you know, I might just search if I am I'll search or oh, the city that I'm in, I'll just search uh, yeah. this city events and I'll find out this person is playing a concert. I didn't even know they were playing a concert, but I found out about it through Twitter or just saying, Hey, 
what's the best restaurant here in Denver? And yes. then people give you restaurant suggestions and then you go and then it's great. So that's the that's the beauty of uh of Twitter and the immediacy of the the internet is, is that access and just uh having that information and being able to use it. Fuck yeah. Um I use uh because I'm I use an Android phone, I use yeah. uh Amazon. Yeah. And so uh I use uh Amazon for for music, for comedy, for anything. Yeah. And I was coming home uh from uh, the improv in Irvine and I said oh, I need to hear some fucking new comedy. I'm like, everybody keeps telling me this animal breast motherfucker's funny. Let me go check it out. Yeah. So I got this. I got Animal Furnace. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's fucking badass. And I got it within 10 minutes. Yeah. Within 10 minutes, I had it on my, on my. I mean, not even. I was driving, right. and I was playing it within like 30 seconds. Right. And the whole thing was downloaded within a couple of minutes. Just on, I only had 3G yeah. at the time. I couldn't even get 4G. Yeah. And boom, it's on your phone, and you're listening while you're driving. It's yeah. amazing. And it's good to you could like issues with fans like i had one where uh my uh special in chicago some other sh- I mean, yeah when i shot the special uh the ticket price was kind of low so it got scalped kind of heavy it got scalped and then scalpers were online saying uh, i mean uh people was writing me saying uh i want to come to your show but you know i, I fuck it i'm paying 200 dollars for this scalper and i was like fuck that don't pay 200 bucks you can uh donate to this charity mercy home and screen ha- screen cap uh, a uh, screen cap the receipt showing that you donated, and I'll put you on my guest list. You know what I mean? But that's just through Twitter. Oh, if I didn't have cool. Twitter, I just be, I just have angry fans right. buying scalp. Which probably still is some that angry fans buying scalp tickets. But I was able to at least in a couple situations where shows have been sold out or shows have been getting scalped, I'm able to put somebody on my guest list just because they, if they donate to that charity. That's right. beautiful. What's yeah. the charity? What it's is it? It's Mercy Home. And what does Mercy Home do? Mercy Home in Chicago. It just helps uh, you know young black kids in Chicago just uh, with programs and just education, after-school programs and, and things like that. That's amazing, man. That's yeah. a great idea. That's yeah. a really great idea. You Are you from Chicago? Yeah, I'm from Chicago. Because yeah. Ari Shafir went, we were in Chicago. Ari and I were Yeah, doing... we went. Y'all were in the town. Uh, yeah. The same, yeah, but you, UFC was happening. Yeah, yeah, we did the Chicago Theater Friday night, and yeah. then Ari went and go went and checked you out. Was yeah. it Friday night or Saturday night? It he was Saturday night out. I shot, yeah. So he went and checked you out, I think, after the fights were over. Yeah. Yeah, I think he, he went there right after the fights were over, yeah. went and, and checked out your special. Yeah. That's cool, man. What, where'd you play in Chicago? The Vic. So that was this show. That was this show. Oh, so this is fresh, man. This is fresh yeah. out of the box. This yeah, is only a couple we, months ago, turned right? it over. We turned it over fast. How yeah. fast was that? When was it? That's... Uh, two January months. or something, two, right? Filmed January twenty fifth. Wow, damn, that's perfect though. Yeah, that way you get there. And probably some jokes on TV if they're topical. Like, do you have anything topical that like is that still applicable today? That's uh, nice. Nothing really topical. I talk about music a little bit, current music and, and things like that, but nothing political. What's or... up with the Beach Boys? What's up with these guys? <laughs> Beach Boys. How What's about going? these fucking monkeys? Duran, 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 Duran. They're so weird. They always <laughs> Duraning. <laughs> There is Duran and they're too sexy. They're too. There's something about them. I don't yeah. like how symmetrical they are. Yeah, it's what I always appreciated about Keith Richards and Mick Jagger. They're kind of ugly. They're kind of <laughs> fucked up looking. I like my music to come out of some people that look like they experience some pain. Yeah. Bam, bam, wheat and ham. Look, <laughs> told you. <laughs> It's impossible to avoid. The internet gives no fuck. And it's the right picture for it. It's a great picture. It's the right picture for it. You're smiling with your TV teeth. You're on stage. <laughs> TV teeth. <laughs> 
Um, so uh, besides your special, uh, where else can uh, people find your tour dates? It's my tour dates are on my website. It's HannibalBurrs.com. Um, I think, yeah, yeah. I only got a few days coming up while I try to get this new shit together. Yeah, oh, that's right, man. Yeah, that's a thing, right? Yeah. You got to abandon the old and come up with abandon some Abandon the old or go half and half or something. So I'm working on it. But yeah, HannibalBurrs.com. And I'm in, uh, you know, at the Knitting Factory in Brooklyn on Sundays. Every Sunday? Every Sunday. If, unless I'm on the road. But this Sunday coming up, I'm hosting. Oh, um, that's cool. So you host there? Like like you were talking about doing shows where the, the you bring up your friends? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, I bring up friends and I have musical guests. Because like, we have a... We have a it's the front bar and we have a main room that holds about 300. So that's when I have a couple musical guests. Oh, um, that's awesome. That's so a great yeah. idea. So yeah, it's this act, Bridget Everett, that's on. That's amazing. Have you seen Bridget Everett before? No, no, no. She's just like this co- sort of comedy cabaret singing act, but like gets crazy reaction from the crowd. Like, people yeah? flip when they see it. Well, what's so, what's uh, unique about it? It's just it's really good. This is really good. She's a good. She's a great singer, but then she also interacts with the crowd in a way where she'll just put a random crowd members. Uh, face into her titties while she's in the middle of a song, and she'll ride, walk around. It's a, it's a crazy, just it's perfect live act. Like it's one of those acts too, where it's a live act where you can watch it on. You might have videos up. You can watch it and you're like, that's cool. But you see her live, it's like, holy shit! Like I remember uh. watching people watch. It's, I like to watch how other, you know you see people's reaction. I remember seeing some cats that only come and usually see stand up at my show, but they were watching her like, what the fuck is going? On? But she's uh yeah, she was real good. Uh, then got Michael Che on that show. That's and, her right uh, there. Yeah, that's her right there. Let me hear some of this. Whoa, what an aggressive woman. <laughs> a lot of men can't handle that, Hannibal. A lot of men get confused of a woman like that. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> she just finds an audience dude and sits in his lap, and she's sweating all over him. And I bet that chick sweats a lot. <laughs> that's hilarious. So you do this every Sunday? The show is every Sunday, whether I'm there, yeah. What what made you decide to start doing something like that? How did you uh, get that started? It was when, it was in 09, uh, I just uh, started writing for Saturday Night Live, and I did the opening night at the Native Factory. It used to be in downtown Manhattan, and then moved to Williamsburg, Brooklyn. I did open night, opening night there, opening for this band, Lasavi Five, and then they, uh, the, the management there said, we want to do a comedy night, and so at the time, I was writing at Saturday Night Live, so my only... Open night was uh, Sunday nights, so I just started doing it, and it and it's built over time. Where it built an audience, like it used to be, you know, patchy audience. Like it, you know, it gets twenty people here, thirty people, but it's now it's packed all the time, and a lot of people drop in. Like Louis's been through, Chris Rock comes through a little bit, Chappelle's been through once, Amy Schumer comes. Like a lot of people come through to work out. It's a savvy crowd. It's high energy and. It's a lot of fun. That's where I try out my new shit, and it's kind of my. It's two blocks from my place, which is very convenient. Oh wow! Able. So you can walk to work. I walked. I, I nine o'clock show. Sometimes I'm in the shower at eight fifty. Now you told people <laughs> though, but this is the problem. Now that freaks are gonna get near that area and scan out in a two block grid and try to figure out where where Hannibal lives. Well, I'm moving, and I'm, uh, <laughs> since I'm starting to go on hunting trims, I'm I'm armed. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of you hosting a show too. That's a great idea, man. That's what um 
in Boston, that's what they used to do. They used to have like the Steve Sweeney show, like yeah. the Boston headliners, and that guy would host, yeah. and he would bring up all these other comedians. It's a lot of fun. It's a way for me to kind of stay, you know, because if you once you headline and, and just uh, going on the road, it's easy to kind of get out of touch with who you know. So I'll it'll be comics that only been doing it for a year on the same show with, you know, Chris Rock or somebody. So it's good to just see everybody and just, you know, and just, you know, I, I still like the 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 structure of putting together a show, just knowing I should have this person on earlier and that'll flow good into this and this person should go second half because that, so I still enjoy, I book it myself and everything. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a good spot to just always, I always try new stuff there every week and it's it's a fun time. Yeah, we do that out here at the Ice House in yeah. Pasadena. If you're ever around, man, yeah. we do a lot of like Wednesday night shows. If you're ever here on a oh, Wednesday cool. night, and the same thing, I'll, it'll be me and I'll bring along like Brian Callen, Ari Shafir, Duncan, Joey Diaz. will do yeah. it. Like all these different guys do it, and having that same sort of situation where you're trying to figure out, hmm, he should go on after him, and let's put yeah. him here, and it's fun. Yeah, fun. it's fun, especially when it works out the right way. You're like, oh, that feels. It just feels good. It kind of producing something all yeah. the time and just you know figuring out what yeah you know, who we was like what comics the audience will respond uh, what, what comics the audience will respond to that kind of thing it's real cool yeah i like what you're doing too though you're adding uh, the musical element to it too that's a great idea yeah the music element it's just good for energy and it's just it's just mixing it up and makes it more of a, a old school so lately i've been having Kind of uh, rappers and musicians open open for me on the road in addition to having a comedian i have really? one comedian yeah, I've been doing uh, Largo tonight, and uh, this cat, this guy Thundercat, is amazing uh, singer and, and bassist. He's performing, and so it's just been real. It's just a different vibe, and it just adds a another element to the show. Also, I just want I like giving people. I get I, I get just because my ticket prices just started to go up, so I feel nerd. So I want to give people as much of the show as possible. So I'm like, I gotta have a musician. I have a DJ with me. Like, cause I do musical stuff during my set. Where I talk about different rap songs. The DJ will cue it up. I got. I do a song at the end. Ballerinas come out. <laughs> so I try to like do a. I'm like, man, people pay thirty bucks. I'm trying to do it up. So uh, yeah, I enjoy just trying to you know, you know, introduce people to you know, introduce audiences to new people and also just uh, figure out just how to put on just a real a show that people want to come back to. Like it's all about making people want to talk about it and when I come back to their city wanting to come again well you're doing it because I keep hearing great things man I keep hearing great things thanks man I've uh, I've only done one show ever where I had music uh, there was uh, Joey Diaz me and Doug Stanhope and Honey Honey this band that's yeah. uh, they're actually going to be here tomorrow um, and we, uh, we all did this, uh, show, uh, at the, uh, Wiltern in LA on yeah. December 21st, 2012, cause it was supposed to be the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. That was when the mines, all the oh, fucking shit. freaky people yeah. were thinking that it was, it was an awesome night. It was an awesome night, but it was the only time the I've ever done party, a show. Oh, it was a fucking beautiful show. Yeah. I wore a suit and everything. I never wore oh, a suit. I, I was, I wore yeah. slick clothes. Yeah, it felt were... odd, but I liked it, but it felt good. Like, you know, it was, it was fun to do, like, a big show, too. Yeah. Musical guest. I got to do more of those. Yeah, it just adds, a, it adds another energy to it, especially mm -hmm. if the crowd is, is... The thing about doing it is just making sure that the music and comedy can work as long as people are a little bit... It could work as a surprise, but when people are built, it makes it better, especially for the comedian opening for a band. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you walk out 
as a comedian for a band and they don't know that you come like this is the work. I years ago <laughs> opened for this band Unfree McGee's. Uh and we it was I think the gig was in DeKalb, Illinois. It was about hour outside Chicago's where Northern Illinois University is. But one of the band they saw me at Zany's in Chicago Comedy Club and they asked me to open for them. And so it was that I think they were on at nine and then at eight forty five they tell me to go out and the lights go down. And so there's been no announcement that I'm going on. It's just the lights went down, and then I walk out, <laughs> and the crowd is like right away, like no, like they, they just started yelling, "I'm freeze! Where's I'm freeze at?" And it's not even the real showtime yet. I'm up 15 minutes before the actual start time. I was the only opener, but people were just so agitated because they didn't want to see a comedian. They they you know bought these tickets probably months ago. And then some comedian they never heard of is walking out. So, but it just helps when just the audience. So all all of the if, if that, cause they didn't know either. The band was just trying to put me in a good spot. They were like, we like this dude. He should be on the show. And now I'm known from doing shows that like, a show, situation like that. All it takes is the, for somebody from the band to even side stage on the mic or even come out and say, hey, we're gonna be out in a little bit. We got this comedian we like. Check him out. We think it's funny, and then that settles everything down. Yeah. Now that yes. gives me credibility. Definitely. So it's just about the audience knowing what's going on, and then that that makes everything work easier. When I bring uh, people on the road with me, I always introduce them from the side, side stage. Yeah. I always say thank you, everybody, for coming out and yeah. yell out, and just get everybody hyped up and let them know. Like I'm sure I'm bringing this comedian because I think he's hilarious. Yeah. You know, I want you to see good shit. Yeah, some cats, have, the people I've opened for have done that for me, side stage. Like, Dimitri's done that, Aziz, uh, Louis. It just helps. Yeah. From side, uh, Gaffigan. Like, it just helps it, uh, it, especially, I mean, your crowds might be a little bit more aggressive than some others. Right? No, they're nice. They're nice? Yeah, okay. they're very nice. Uh, but we yeah. do a show sometime, man. Let's yeah, do a show sometime. Let's do a show let's sometime. Let's do a show sometime. That would be awesome, man. Yeah, um, I, I opened up for Bon Jovi once. Yeah? Yeah. I was Where? The, I was in a theater in the round in, I think it was in Queens. And it was um, a long time ago. Yeah. It was it was ridiculous. I was First of all, I wasn't that good. I'd only been doing comedy for like four years. And uh, second second of all, it was, they didn't want to see a comedian. Yeah. It's you just, know? It just was a terrible idea. The whole idea was awful. Yeah. And I'm standing on this fucking stage surrounded by, like, a drum set and guitar. I can't move. Yeah. I don't know where to stand. It was... Uh, they were doing what, the VH1 Hold on, thing. hold on. Was the... Was the uh, <laughs> Were the people like the the rodeo anybody was they moving around oh, fixing shit behind yeah, you? Hundred percent. That all, that happens mm. sometimes in music gets with it. If a comedian they don't respect it, they're still fixing the sound. They might even bang on the drums a little bit and check the guitar. Oh yeah, no <laughs> doubt. They, they check things. Check the drums. <laughs> <laughs> they don't give a fuck. They're yeah, not, they, they don't care about you. They just like I'm. Do, I'm trying to do my job the yeah. best way possible. Fuck you and your stand up. Yeah, it was just bizarre, man. It was just bizarre being on a stage when nobody wants you to be doing comedy. Like yeah. they want you to go out there and do comedy for people who didn't want to come see comedy. That's a right. totally different mindset. Going to see Bon Jovi, yeah, and some unknown shithead telling bad jokes, yeah, waiting for Bon Jovi. They also wanted me to like work the crowd. Like they wanted me to bring women uh, up towards the front. Oh, yeah. they, they wanted me to grab the most attractive women and ask them to come. Towards the front, they wanted to like sort of engineer the in front the middle of the stage. in the middle of your bombing. Exactly, <laughs> in the middle of me eating dick, and and there wasn't that many attractive women in the first place. So it was like picking the ones who were attractive was a yeah. wasn't 
the best job. So were you able to do that at all? I did something. I mean, yeah. it was I mean, a long yeah. time ago. It was a yeah. disaster, whatever it was. I remember getting out of there going, okay, now I know what it's like to open up for a band. Yeah. Fuck that. It, and that was a nice crowd. As right. far as like bands go, that's a nice crowd. Yeah. I just was terrible. I, yeah. just, I shouldn't have been doing it. I've had gigs where if there's not, I've done gigs recently. Over the past year, would have been horrible gigs with music, but I just bail early. Like if I could feel it in the first couple jokes, I'm like, all right, this isn't fun. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Will you still do it? Or like somebody called you up today and asked you to open up for a band, would you still do it? It depends on the band. If I'm, I won't do it. It had to be a favor and just something. If it's a charity thing or if the money's right, like I, I. But I'm, I'm not just gonna turn down the gig because of it being for a band. It has to be. Yeah, I have to ask some questions. Well, it's getting also to the point where people know who you are too, so they yeah. come see you and the band. They expect you and the band. That's right. part of the whole program. That yeah. makes a lot more sense than yeah, just me kind of floundering <clears throat> in front of a band. But I think it's I, and it's it's been two or three gigs where I just say, you know what. I'm out of here, y'all. And I'll still call. I'll be like, my name is Hannibal Burris. See y'all later. Like, I won't even. That's cause good. Because like, it's just like, you know what? The gig wasn't, it wasn't right. But I don't, I know there's no bearing on, on what I could do. It just wasn't the right situation. Did you ever see the one with Charlie Murphy uh, tore the checkup? Yeah. Did you ever see that? He didn't really tear that checkup. Well, he didn't. He didn't? I don't think he, I don't. I do think you know he, for sure? I think, I remember looking it up more. I think he. <laughs> kept that check and that was a show i don't know i know know charlie he's kind of crazy yeah charlie would definitely tear up a check especially if he had money and he's got money yeah he would tear up a check and tell you go fuck yourself really he's got a lot of character well yeah that guy's got balls of steel man yeah i'm the type of dude i'll tear up a check and then have my agent ask for the wire (laughs) 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 on second thought can you send that to this routing number please yeah, that's probably the more intelligent way of doing it, quite honestly. It's fa- just tear up a piece of paper. Um, <laughs> fuck a check. Just want to think about your money. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A-, a symbolic check. Yeah. Hannibal, you're a funny motherfucker. Thank you very much for being Thanks on the podcast. Thanks for having me. This was this is real cool. And, and I enjoyed it very yeah. much, man. Okay, Hannibal Burris. Go uh, to HannibalBurris.com. You can follow Hannibal on Twitter and definitely either download it from Comedy Central or watch it this Saturday night. What time is it on again? It's on at midnight. Midnight Eastern and Midnight Pacific and, and 11 Central and download it now if you want. I like the name too, Live from Chicago. Kept why fuck around? Why fuck around? My, yeah, why That's fuck around? That's this hubcap shop in my old neighborhood. Oh, really? Yeah. A hubcap shop still around? Yeah, hubcap shop on, on North Avenue in Chicago. All right, that's it, folks. We'll be back tomorrow. We got two podcasts tomorrow, Adam Carolla and Honey Honey. And then Friday, uh, it's De- Dennis McKenna on Friday. So we got a, we got a lot of crazy shit this week. Um, thanks to Nature Box. Thanks to Nature Box. Go to naturebox.com slash Rogan and get 50% off your first box. Thanks also to onnit.com. Go to O-N-N-I-T, use the code word Rogan, and save 10% off any and all supplements. All right, we'll see you dirty freaks uh, tomorrow. Uh, Oh, April 3rd, I will be at the Fillmore in Miami Beach with Tony uh, Hinchcliffe. And then, um, where else am I? April um, 18th, Orlando. Yeah, April 18th, I'm in Orlando. And the 23rd, what's the other one? 
the yeah, 25th, I'm in Baltimore. Both of those are with Joey Diaz. So Orlando is uh, the 18th. Go to JoeRogan.net for tickets. The um, Orlando's almost sold out, and Baltimore's almost sold out as well, but there's still some tickets left for Miami. All right, you freaks. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Big kiss. Mwah.